Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. It's the Sputnik Podcast. I'm Dave, as always. And we got the gang back together this week for uh, The Last Jedi. I know last week we were talking about how uh, excited everybody was about this. So uh, let's see uh, kind of where everybody falls. So we know this was going to be a long one. So we decided to forego any uh, watching and drinking and um, uh, movie news this week because uh, I think we're going to have a lot to talk to based on our text I'm messages. I'm still going to tell you saying. what I'm drinking, by the way. Well, just, you can tell us what I... you're drinking. <laughs> We don't really care because I think I'm we're not all drinking take bourbon. The from the pictures. All right, fine. You can talk about what you're drinking. Why don't you tell us what you drank during the movie, if you could? How about that? Put you in the set uh, of the mood. I'm not going to talk about any. I'm not going to give any free advertising here. But uh, it was a cherry cola. Ooh. It was a Coke product or a Coke. Just, just, oh, a does Coke that mean damage. when you name the bourbon, you're gonna you're not going to actually give the name of the bourbon? Oh no, I guess I'll do that anyway. He just likes it. he just likes bourbon. Yeah. Well, he anyway. actually likes whiskey because he doesn't really want to get that spe- specific in terms of that. So he wants to generalize. It is, it is yeah, no, no shout out Kentucky. He doesn't want to get states. I am <laughs> drinking bullet bourbon whiskey tonight with a little bit of simple syrup in it uh, to curb cut the taste because it's Monday. Because uh, he doesn't understand things. So I, I'll say this real quick. I'm drinking a nice big glass of uh, Knob Creek straight because, you know, I don't need to soften my whiskey when I drink it. Great. Plus... Knob Creek's a little caramel. He has ice in it, people. It's, Don't it, let him think. It's oh, easy fine. To I got a little ice in there. Yeah. It's easy, to drink, it's easy to drink whiskey when we haven't gone to space in 10 years. So, hey, whatever. I feel like you are uneducated at this point. But, I by mean, the way, flatter. I haven't seen any crafts flying totally. out of America in the last 10 years. Actually, Maybe five years. Actually, we, we flew one, like, last week. Wait, have you ever seen one? Yeah, I've never seen space? one. I feel like we I want to see one. Manned spacecrafts? Wait, we have manned spacecrafts coming out of America right now? You didn't say manned. You said oh, spacecraft. Sorry. You need sorry. to specify. Cool. I can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a fucking ball Spec- of shit in the air and call it... Specificity. Call it a Welcome flying craft. Welcome to Space Travel Podcast, where Indeed. we talk about things that make no sense. So while Sean is complaining about his <laughs> uh, disbelief in the space program, why don't we let him talk a little bit about this fake space program that was already in this. So, Sean, why don't you give us a little overall thoughts of what you thought about this movie? Now, you did see it twice, so I'm I'm curious to hear if your thoughts have changed between what you've initially texted us on the first time you saw it and this evening's uh, review. So, Sean, take it for us. We already know what you're drinking. It's just straight whiskey. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think I texted you guys on Saturday. I was already a little annoyed since the uh, movie started 40 minutes late, which... Um, at least I got a free movie ticket out of it, so uh, it wasn't a total loss. But um, so I, you know, going to the movie on Saturday I had high expectations because I read everybody's posts, the headlines of "Oh, best Star Wars movie ever," and you know, great, great comeback from Mark Hamill. And um, I was very excited, and I should never let clippings get the best of me and and you know alter my expectations. So I was looking for something that was better than empire strikes back and what i got was something that was you know average it was it was a good movie you know i enjoyed being there i enjoyed seeing the movie but definitely way more hype than what i i you know i think i'd put it along probably the fourth best star wars movie i've seen out of the 
what is it? Uh, Have nine you only movies? seen five? Nine. <laughs> I've seen nine movies. I, I don't discount the, the George Lucas prequel trilogy. Um, but yeah, I'd probably put it as the fourth fourth best movie um, out of the ones I've seen. You know, it's probably on par with uh, with Return of the Jedi. So um, not not a great movie, not terrible, but I think this movie there's there's some points that we'll talk about when we get to spoilers that I know the exact moment after seeing it again a second time where I go from liking the movie a good bit to making it a, a, a you know slightly maybe slightly above average movie uh, which I'll be happy to talk about like I said but uh, yeah overall it was good you know it's a good movie uh, way more hype because of the Disney mega train that's been rolling with uh, you know, I don't. We didn't do movie news this week, but now that they've purchased 20th Century Fox. You know, shit's about to get real. They own everything, almost except for Warner Brothers and Universal. I think it still follows that the uh, the Parks and Rec uh, rant about how uh, the next Star Wars trilogy should go. So I'm just saying, you know, little Infinity War max, mixing and matching and all kinds of fun it's stuff. It's gonna like happen. That, so. I think it's God, possible now. It can happen. Hey, at least getting Marvel Studios involved actually might allow them to make a good Star Wars picture. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we'll we should see. go to Matt next. Well, I think we really should go to Matt at this point. <laughs> well, um, Matt, I guess since you want the mic and you want the uh, you want you want the floor, go ahead. Let's uh, let's hear what you got to say about Star Wars uh, Last Jedi. Wants. I I, I I feed off of attention um, for sure. <laughs> so it was it was an average movie, and I think Sean you know hit the nail you know hit the nail on the head right there. The the expectations that were kind of set forth by the critics and the, as you mentioned, the, the Disney hype train um, were a little too exaggerated. And I'm surprised they've stayed so high. Um, it, it's not necessarily a terrible movie. There's, no, you know, there's there's things wrong with it. And I don't want to be a you know nitpick too much, but it was a fine movie. But the problem is this shouldn't be a fine franchise. And um, it's a shame that Disney's just kind of trying to check boxes, it seems like, more than make good movies. And if that's if they're just trying to check boxes with the Marvel franchise for each movie, I guess I'm I'm not I'm not I'm falling for it more than I am with the with the Star Wars franchise. I know the markets are slightly different, but they're not that different. You know, Marvel movies aren't aren't necessarily geared towards kids as much as Star Wars movies are. But I'm still kind of confused why Force Awakens and um, The Last Jedi are are missing the mark for me uh, significantly more than you know the Marvel movies, which are still pretty much pure entertainment for me um so i'm not i'm not sure w- what my nostalgic uh, you know opinion for the star wars franchise is that's impacting my my thoughts and my inability to kind of suspend disbelief to get pure enjoyment out of these movies um but overall it's an average movie and it's fine i i, I you know we'll talk about this but i think everybody should see it it's a star wars movie there's no reason not to but of the movies that have been made since uh disney took over rogue one's still the best and I, I think it's by a wide margin. Um, there are definitely some great moments in the movie, um, some visually stunning moments. But but overall, I don't think I went more, you know, five, ten minutes without like kind of rolling my eyes or kind of just being annoyed. So lots of ups and downs to this movie. And I think overall just comes out to be an average movie. Um, and I think my bigger question is why the critics unanimously loved it, um, I guess. I, I guess I guess that's not true because Rotten Tomatoes isn't about love. It's more about if you think it's OK. So. I guess I'm surprised more people at least didn't view it unfavorably. But overall, I mean, it's still a Star Wars movie. There's no reason not to see it. It's not like it's a miserable experience. But 
it's it was average, and, and that's really a, all there is to say about it. Kind of a popcorn flick type film. And I think my I think that's the problem, right? I don't think I can because of the property in which it is. Um, so it's, it's kind of like going. It's kind of like going back. Thing. Yeah. It, well, I I think so, but it's kind of like going back and watching the Fantastic Four movies, um, the original ones uh, with Jessica Alba and uh, you know our current Captain America. Those aren't great movies, but at the time they were popcorn flicks and they were fine and they're kind of familiar with what the Fantastic Four franchise was that I grew up as a kid watching the cartoons of. I want to go back and watch them now because we're expecting the new Marvel series with a little bit of uh, a little more grit and more contemporary humor. And yeah, but all that to say, I don't want to be too nitpicky. I probably will be. So I'll I'll, I'll try to tone it down. Um, But I'm looking forward to talking a bit more about the stuff I did like. And I'll try not to complain too much. But it was an okay movie. That's can I can I say one real thing, real quick thing? Sorry, um, I know exactly why Colin Trevor, uh, Trevorrow or whatever I forget Trevor how to pronounce his name, Trevorrow. I know exactly why he left this movie. Uh, by the way, for the episode nine, and we could talk about this a little bit more once we get into the spoilers. But like after seeing it, I know exactly. He probably saw this movie and said, "What the fuck?" Like <laughs> he he probably said, "Like what the fuck do you want me to do with this?" Um, so I, I we had, could talk. Had Ryan we, Johnson written it already or? No, here I think I think this was only a couple months ago, so I think you've seen the first cut of it at, at some point, and I think I know exactly what the creative differences are. He said, "What the fuck do you want to do with this franchise?" Because that's kind of what I got when I left the theater. So, yeah, we could talk about this later, but I want to hear Peter and David's. I I just know I know exactly what the creative differences are and why they kind of just paid J.J. Abrams a bunch of money to try to salvage whatever is left. So, anyway. That's another conversation for the end of this. You're you're jumping away because you're talking about him leaving di- leaving the director chair. Uh, yeah, director the director's chair, chair of, of episode nine. nine. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I thought you meant he left episode eight, and I got confused. Yeah, I that's, remember that's him what I, I was. Okay. I, I, I meant no, no. I meant now, to say that I after. Yeah. I meant to say that after like seeing this movie, like that was one of the things I should have said on the front end with my review is that like I know exactly why he was like, well, this is you know if this is what you guys want, like this is not what I'm wanted to do. So anyway. I mean, he was already—he had already had a script written, so I guess I don't know if they hadn't the, the collaborate if the environment was as collaborative as as what uh, sounds like. Well, you know, maybe, but you know, the good news is is that if you're looking for something like that, JJ's back for the next one, so maybe he'll help swing it back. We'll we'll see. He was an executive producer in this, so I mean, he had creative control as much as anybody else for this. So he approved everything Ryan Johnson he, did. Yeah, but he um, was, yeah, why, he, why, he did he, give why, he did give wide berth because I was reading up on some stuff about that and he was kind of just letting him run with it and see what he came up with. So he probably But he still allowed it though, right? I mean True. My boss could give me wide berth and then as soon as I try to turn it in, he could tell me to go, you know, get my head on well, my ass. Maybe he's got maybe he's got some plans for uh, episode 9 that can maybe tie yeah. some stuff together cuz that's some stuff that I do want to talk about like Maybe. I was just gonna say, why don't we get yeah. to that? So let's, let's get to that. Later? Let's get that in a little bit. Wait, but... real, real quick, when we talk about Colin Trevorrow, um, I, I just always want to talk about. I love Jake Johnson, um, so safety not guaranteed. Go check it out. Great, great, yeah, great flick great, by great Colin Trevorrow. Thank Actually, you for that. Great, great cast, one. great cast all around too. Yeah. So go see safety not guaranteed. Anyways. Peter, go ahead. All right, uh, I'm I'm thoroughly interested because it actually sounds like. Matt, you're worried about being super negative. It sounds like Sean's pretty negative too. So I think uh, I think I think we got some a negative crew other than Dave here. Although I although Wait, I, I'm was, not going to was Sean negative? Did I miss him? 
interpret? Yeah. No, I mean, well, I, I, I'm pretty positive towards it, Peter. And I think I, like, I also, there's just some things that I, I know exactly. Like, yeah, I told you, like, I, I'm like a 70% great movie, and then the 30% shit. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I, lean, I, think, I lean towards good on this one. Anyway, I think it was, but, I think it was more that, your Peter, you did see it again, right? So you kind of have a second viewing take as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I was kind of the way you described it, Sean, from the beginning, you know, when you, when you saw it for the second time, I think it, it, it changed your outcome. So, you know, without drowning on it and repeating the same sorts of things after seeing a second time, I think visually I, t- took a lot more in and I, I, I respect it a lot from a filmography standpoint. So from a, you know, purely from a directing you know point of view, I think Ryan Johnson does a great job. I think there's a lot of awesome visuals. Um, I, I, I think what, what kind of bummed me out when I first left the theater the first time, first of all, was the end of the movie didn't really capture me the way I think some of the other films have. So it didn't give you a great, great way to leave the theater which after seeing it a second time it wasn't as impactful so it wasn't as big of a deal um and then the other thing was i i'm used to going to these movies and you know i'm a i'm a film nerd i mean we're all nerds we're sitting here talking about movies on a podcast (laughs) but um you know i don't know if it happens for you guys but you see some of these movies and you know you get chills during certain scenes and there's some of these kind of captivating moments where something happens on the screen and you're like wow that was just I'm gonna remember no, that. It's no, really gonna... you're you're right, Peter. And sometimes those chills multiply. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but just as long as you don't lose control, we're good. It was a little chilly in there. That makes perfect sense. I mean, they probably they like to keep it cold in there, so it makes sense. You get a couple chills here and there. But no, I, so, I understand what so you true. mean. Um, I would say this is probably the uh, first one that I didn't get chills when the the Lucas Films thing popped up on the screen. Well, you're talking about two different things because the older films didn't have that green Lucasfilm logo. They did. But, uh, they did. Um, on the '97 remakes, that those aren't the originals, though. No, I know, but we didn't have. We weren't. I mean, you're being a little pedantic. I, I know that's usually my area, but you're being a little too pedantic, Sean, because we weren't old enough to watch it without that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, weren't, but anyway, I'm older than you. Anyway, oh but. God. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'm uh, still returning to the Jedi. The first time was. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just old. giving you a hard time, yeah. but. But in all fairness, though, I don't. I to answer your question, David, I only get it when it go when the Star Wars bursts out, not when Lucasfilm bursts out. Uh, bursts well, on the now, are you talking about Star Wars when it, when the rolling text goes or the the theme? Because that John Williams the, theme is what does it for me. Yeah, exactly. It's the like the when they flash the logo, the yellow and black logo on the screen. It's it's the start. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah the start. exactly. That's when I get the. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then the the uh, for what it's worth, like. The one thing that every Star Wars movie has is that fucking intro with the uh, scroll on the screen, which except for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. This is true. It didn't have it. You're right. Nope, Good point. Did not have it. So it's uh, the epi- the episodic uh, uh, movies do have it. So anyway, that's one of my favorite things in any movie. So I'll say that 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 uh, that's when I get the uh, chills and the, and the vibe, and I'm locked in. So anyway, Peter, sorry, we 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 we, we tend to. Steal your little thunder in that one. So continue, please. No, I think what I was what I was trying to get to was, um, and I appreciate you guys all having chills. It's it's lovely. I, I wish I wish I could be there to experience your chills with you. Um, no, what I, what I mean is, you know, four hour drive, those, Peter. <laughs> there's some of those scenes in movies where it's just kind of, 
iconic, right? So, and I'm, I'm trying to think of something that we can all relate to from seeing, I'm, I'm kind of blanking, but in this film, we'll get to it. There's a few moments. I, I think the scene's really, really powerful and impressive, but on the whole, there wasn't too many moments for me other than I think the opening of this film was, was pretty great. Uh, there was a time in the middle of the film and there was a short stint at the very end, but I kind of feel like the rest was just kind of average. So I think that's why I'm in the same camp as, uh, you know, Matt, you and Sean, which was, it, it, it was good. It was a good movie. I, I didn't leave disappointed. It wasn't garbage by any means. I think there's a lot of stuff we can maybe talk to later about the, the fan reception and, and the, there's a bunch of backlash going on. I don't know if, if anyone deserves backlash for this film, but I will say, you know, I think hype did not do it any favors. And I think there was uh, I think they could have taken it in a few different ways with respect to um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think a good way to describe it. Um, I, you like to, I like to go into a movie and, and escape right like to escape into the world and have a have a good time with it and and see some new things and i feel like this movie in a lot of ways didn't do that for me so so anyway we'll, we'll get into more spoilers and i, I can maybe talk and, and peter you're right escapism is one of the, the best parts or the best aspects of movies and books and you, you're dead on i'm wholeheartedly on on page both of the same page with you guys uh that's the, the, my best and most favorite part about going to the movies is, is getting that feeling. And, uh, you know, like you said, Peter, it, I don't think I'm a hundred percent in favor of like saying what you're saying about how you did, you didn't get it, but like, I definitely got it at parts, but not the whole thing. Like you just start like, checking your phone and shit, uh, because you realize how long it is anyway. But, uh, I'm partially with you on that. Yeah. So I, I think this movie just didn't fully, fully do that i think i think there was some there were some fun parts in it but from a story standpoint i just think it, it missed the mark on letting you kind of dive into to the lore right so i mean we've we've this is number eight of this skywalker saga and you've got rogue one uh and now you got solo coming out and so you, you've got a lot of mythology to build on and i just felt like it it threw a lot of that away which some people really like to me, I think that helps you to escape is to get kind of dive into it because that's why you're watching some of these Star Wars movies. So it's not to say I didn't like this movie because it didn't dive into those pieces. I just I think I would have enjoyed it more if they embraced some of that. I think he he he, you know, talk. There's a lot of comments about, you know, burning down the old and, and letting it die and, and starting anew. And I I get that messaging. I just personally I don't maybe, think it resonated with me. It's like maybe Disney should heed their own advice. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Is it, it's it's his personal choice. It's his movie to create, and it's it's his story to write. And if if that's what he wanted to tell, that's great. Uh, and it's it's going to work for some people, and it won't work for others. And I just think that's why I didn't like this one as much. Is is those are some of the pieces I really enjoy. Um, so so yeah. But uh, why, why don't we let Dave well, kind of talk about? Well, Actually, oh, j- jumping in, on just I, I think you're right, and I think that's a great way to put it, Peter. But I think the real problem is you can replace the old with new. You just have to replace it with something that is at least on par, or, you know, ideally better. And I don't think that happened. I think that was the problem. Um, and so there's more to talk about on that. But yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, I d- I so. definitely. I I think there, there's definitely a lot to talk about, and I 
I, w- I would love to hear some of, some of the critiques that you guys had because I, I bet you we have some similar ones. Where I wouldn't be surprised if there's some some different ones. But I know Dave is the most positive of all of us. So Dave, why don't you uh, bring up the crowd here? So all right, so I'm going to I'm going to start this off real real uh, real quick, just stating yes, there were there were things that I did not like about this film. I, I know I've talked with a couple of y'all about here and there things that I, I didn't enjoy about it, mainly because of the way things turned out. But overall, I I actually didn't really mind it at all. I I enjoyed this. I walked out going, all right, I actually had a good time in that film. I, I you know I look at it as more of a a transitional film because you know how I think the biggest thing is kind of like how Empire ends, where it's this transitional film. Yeah, we had some big block. You know, there was some big hard hitting stuff in there, but it was just a it, it was a, kind of a transitional film. This one I'm treating as a transitional film. Now there were definitely elements of the the plot that I did not like the route they went. I think they could have done some things differently. I think I was talking with Matt beforehand about uh, certain things that they I wish they would have done just slightly differently in this film, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But but yeah, but you know overall I you know it's one of these movies that I, I walked out I was like yeah that was a that was a that was a Star Wars movie. It wasn't the best one. Now I agree that I was not the you know how it was getting these 98% or whatever it was on Rotten Tomatoes, and I had co-workers come in and say, it was awesome, I can't wait to see it again. I went in, I was like, okay, I, I, I'd watch it again. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to shit on it too much. And I think my expectations have become lower as to, <laughs> as we've been doing this podcast. I think is where it's my thing's going is that my expectations of movies have become so much lower that if it entertains <laughs> me enough, I'm like, fuck yeah, go see it. That's kind of where I'm at on it. Like, I, you know, my my dad. I was talking to my dad last night about it, and he was like, "Oh, did you actually see it?" I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "Well, what'd you think?" I was like, "Well, I mean, I would say go see it. It's a it's a it's a Star Wars movie. It's good. Um, would I tell you to go spend your money on it?" And I said, "Yeah, you know, I'd go see it in IMAX if you can." Um, now, of course, my mom's in the background going, "Oh, he never spends mo- money on movies anyway. He's just gonna wait for it to come on HBO. It'll be fine." And my dad just kind of nods and agrees. Yeah, he, she's right, but. You know, I, I still think this is one of those movies you got to go see. And I think I think Matt touched on this that yes, it's a Star Wars movie. You got to go see it. You have to. But it's not going to be the the mind blowing movie that we were all expecting. And and I'm, I'll be the first one to admit, I did not come out of it like I came out of Rogue One. I still think Rogue One was a much better movie than this. But I can't shit on this movie to say it was a terrible one. I'm not going to put it at the lowest one that people are coming out in, in, in ratings saying. I don't think it's anywhere near that. I mean, I've, I, I, I did again. I just went through all the previous, the prequels and everything like that, and they were terrible compared to to this. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had some great scenes in there. Um, there are some, there were, like I said earlier, there were issues that I had, and I, I really want to touch on because even while I was watching the movie, I was like, did we really have to see that again? Because there was a lot of comparisons to, or a lot of scenes that copied off of. Um, the Empire Strikes Back and, and Return of the Jedi, and I, I, I think y'all probably saw this, so I think that's kind of one of the big things that popped up. You're talking about the milking scene, right? Oh God! <laughs> classic, uh. classic Yoda teaching technique. <laughs> green milk. It's got to be green milk. His face in that scene when he drinks the milk, I think, just summed up his entire personality at that point. <laughs> I I probably laughed so hard. It's when supposed just, to be like a callback to apparently the uh, blue milk scene from A New Hope. Yeah, but which, but his but he when he's drinking it after he's, he milks the thing and he drinks it. It's like, yeah, the, and that his look, look at her, I'm just like it's more of a yeah. 
this is how the shit's gonna go. You want to do this shit? This is what you're gonna have to drink. But well, I mean, to me, to me, it looked like a. I don't really don't like drinking it warm, but just to fuck with you, I'm gonna drink it warm faced. <laughs> that, that's kind of what it seemed like too. So, so for that, I'll give I'll give Hamill an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, so I, I guess I mean that's really all I gotta say on that overall because I kind of want to get in depth into this. But like, what what did y'all think about the actual character arcs for the old characters? Like, like I know this is like the big thing of the Skywalker family. You've got really the only. I mean, do we really want to cl- include Chewie in this? Because I think he's hasn't changed since shit the prequels. You know what I mean? Uh, so he hasn't really just done a, much. So I, I think Chewie does deserve some some recognition because he didn't get much in the movie. So yes, I, I think we want to include him. <laughs> All right, fine. And he, and he didn't get to eat either. He's got to be really hungry. Yeah, for sure. So and, all right, let me ask that question. Did y'all did y'all like that scene at all? If I was I, watching a it, uh, a show with a kid, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, it's fun because kids enjoy it. But I, I was watching a you know a multi million dollar movie. It was for kids, but it wasn't like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I, I would absolutely walk around a, a you know a, a chicken farm eating fried chicken um, <laughs> without a, without a care. And in the some world. cases. The, and the in little, some cases, feed the chicken already, back to the back to the uh, the little things. I mean, that thing was basted so well. The fact that Dude, he put so much effort into it, and he did a great job. It looked and delicious. Then the, and then the guilt set in. Right? How can you go into that much effort? Because that takes some time. He didn't um, even crisp it. Did you notice that there was no burn marks on it? It was like just yeah. perfectly. It was, it was perfectly cooked. <laughs> it looked like a, It looked like a. It looked like a friggin' uh, a Cornish hen that I would have just destroyed. It would have been awesome. But Dave, really you must be hungry right now. I, I'm a little bit. The whiskey's starting to kick in, and I'm starting to get a little hungry on it. But all right, so fine. So we've got so we got Chewie. I mean, the thing is though, it, it Chewie's, you know, overall character arc in this really he really hasn't has as much you know dramatic change in his life as opposed to everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably yeah. Han dying really didn't speak. seem to affect him at all. Seriously, he moved on very quickly. I was very upset by that. Oh, I was being facetious because no. he didn't get a chance to care. He didn't. He just <laughs> had to did. shoot I mean, up like and kill some people. In the beginning, he was he, like, he was all right. He was like, "Where's Han?" He's like, "Wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, shoot. How can you really tell how disappointed somebody is when they don't? When you have no idea what the fuck they're saying? Yes. Yeah, well, chewy we, emotions. You yeah. scream <laughs> or you sigh. That's about it. Are you doing a Jade Baruchel Chewbacca impersonation to Moth Mark Star from Knocked Up? Because it's working. <laughs> but, that was all right, beautiful. All right, fine. So we all we all got that right. Uh, yes. Yes. It's a great right there, film. Good, good reference. Yeah. yeah Chewy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> nice. Phenomenal. Good Martin Star impersonation. <laughs> anyway, um, but all right. So fine. Let's 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 look at. Um, how about y- y'all want to talk about Leia real quick? Her entire Z- zombie Leia. Oh man. I, I prefer which Leia. Oh yeah, was, that's that a better was, comparison. That was that was an odd scene. I, I'm gonna Super be Leia. So I I, I don't want, I'm not gonna we, talk yeah. about that scene too much. But are, we, let's, are we in the spoilers now? Or yeah, we're oh, oh yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, we're already call, in Sean. Don't we are super into spoilers because as I've I've seen on so many articles at this point and a few other things, there's really not much point in talking about this without spoilers. So giving I think our initial thoughts is probably good, and then hopefully everybody probably has seen it before you waste your time. Yeah, why would you listen to us if you haven't this. seen this movie? Because all we're gonna yeah, do is seriously. complain. Because all 
I mean, all Matt's going to do and all David's going to do is, uh, you know, hate it, love it, whatever. Like, so, Peter and I are So, real quick, here. real quick, real quick, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, Sean, Matt's you and Peter have on opinions. No, oh, no, that's fair. Go ahead, go ahead, Dave. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. So, Matt, I'm a little disappointed in your opinion on this because there was no damn Death Star. I mean, if we're, if we're jumping straight to that, just because <laughs> they changed the shape um, and made it less powerful and then also made a mobilized version um, using Death Star tech. Uh, it's still absurd that the whole idea is that in the last one they blew up the Starkiller base, so now the First Order should no longer be in such high power uh, compared to the uh, Resistance, which apparently was pretty in, was pretty much in shambles before the rebel uh, the uh, the Republic was destroyed in Force Awakens because if four planets gets destroyed and an entire galaxy of of Republic has nobody, that's a pretty pretty much disarray. So we're going to talk about Leia. We should talk about how she should have been demoted years ago if this is where they're sitting. She's kind of a shitty general is what you're saying. But um, to to that point, they still just have this whole premise of all these movies being based off the, at least, you know, these movies, right? The original trilogy, at least two of them, plus plus these two latest movies, just 100% being about the fact that they have bigger guns. And that's, Everything about it is they always have bigger guns, and it's just there's always one big ship that's sh- that's chasing after them and going to shoot shoot them. Um, this one they played it out a little differently, and you're right, it wasn't just the dreadnought um, that had weaker firepower, but also Snoke's ship. But it's 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 still the same premise, and that just because they changed the shape and the name and kind of some of the the fact, it doesn't change the fact that it's just about a bigger gun trying to destroy something. Uh, no, fair. I'm not going to disagree with that with you on that one. That's you you did so when you brought that up i went yeah he's I mean, it's not well no it's favorite. upsetting because you're right because i i really thought that as soon as there wasn't a death star i was going to be happy but the fact that they decided okay we won't put a death star but we'll, we'll basically have the same plot it's a, it's using a, death, a different it's a death, shape uh, it's, it's not b2 bomber what is it uh yeah, B two. Huh? Yeah, B two bomb. It's yeah. basically. A, a, I mean, if, a death, if, and bomber. speaking of bombers, I, I read I read something just before this that made me realize that apparently space has gravity because otherwise those bombers make no sense. Don't <laughs> yeah. get okay. Don't. All right. So if we're gonna, I no no I don't want to be pedantic. That was just an offhanded comment. I want to get back. I want to get back to Leia. I want right. to get back to Leia. So the plot line aside from how the 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 Republic is basically in shambles after, like you said, the five planets were basically destroyed. I agree with you. I was so that actually let's let's go right into that because I kind of I'd rather talk about that for a minute. Just sorry, I don't mean to cut us off on the Leia thing, but it it it's in the in the scroll in the credits right or not in the credits in the in the uh, what do you call that the uh, the title card the or title the, card the, title, or the title scroll. I think it's just called I the was, title scroll. I was actually really upset with that. How it kind of just went straight into it, basically saying, "Oh yeah, you know this the whole Republic was was established, and all of a sudden we destroyed five planets, and now." The Republic's completely destroyed. The you know they've completely taken over, and now all of a sudden, the First Order is basically completely dominating control. And this is all in the span of like ten days. Did y'all did y'all get that as well? Well, I I don't know that. The, the, yeah, I, I don't know the time span exactly. Because like I mean, the, if you look at the when Ray's there, I mean, how are, we don't really have a time frame on when she's there. How long she's been there? She hasn't been there long. She doesn't train. So t- t- timing overall in this movie was, and in, in, you're right, including the title scroll, the the uh, <laughs> the time flow was very questionable to me through through a lot of it. Yeah, not just that. Eighteen hours, a lot seemed to happen, and a lot seemed to not happen. Yeah. Well, so. and 
Well, and I was going to say, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you on time, Dave, because I, I mean, in general, this is supposed to follow directly after force awakens and yeah. that entire movie happened in a pretty short time span. I, I don't find it unbelievable that the Republic is in shambles when literally all of their leadership was destroyed. Yeah, exactly. You know, one foul swoop. I, I think the thing that, I think the thing that's a bit of a peeve. Well, why didn't they have a Kiefer Sutherland designated survivor? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, they should be doing pretty good because that's well. Apparently, they do. do. It's Leia. Yeah, it's Leia. Well, Fall uh, like Ordern. Real quick, I was just gonna say. I think the thing that maybe is a, a bit of a nit, not nitpick and a, a bothersome piece. And Matt, this probably is what bothered you some about Force Awakens is that you know you go through this entire six movie arc and they they destroy the the empire and everybody's happy mm-hmm. and then literally they go and screw themselves over all over again extremely quickly and now they're back into a position where somehow they're there's nobody left again i like, I, I i just i just think it's a kind of a cop out to recycle a storyline as opposed to doing something original where you know the the villain has got some I don't know. It's 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 a more original way for them to come to power rather than to your point, Matt. They just have a giant gun and they blow people up, and now we're right back to where we were four movies ago, which, where yeah. which they and, have and, and nobody. Peter, and, and Peter, to your point, like that was something about the prequels that I did actually like. How it was more yeah, of a political yep. intrigue of how he became power. Now it was just like, hey, we we destroyed Starkiller Base. Now they're pissed off, and oh wait, they found us, and now we got to get the hell out of here. In a span of like ten days, and I'm like, how the shit did the rebellion or what are they calling it now? The resistance, the has, resistance has yeah. gone from you know this big massive thing that was the only fighting you know had the fighting chance against them to 400 people or whatever they ended up being, and, yeah. and that was just yeah. I agree with you. This I couldn't I couldn't separate that. I'm like, if they would have done kind of what they did between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, where it's it's basically saying you know. Oh, the empire has now expanded. It has been, you know, attacking rebel bases, and now the rebels are kind of crammed in this one little spot. Um, it's a different base. This movie starts off in the exact same base that they were in in the Force Awakens, and I, I just, I, I don't know. I just had a, I had a hard time with the timeline in that aspect. Like it just did not make sense. They should have just moved them to a new base, called it a day, and I think that I would have been, I would have been like, all right, so time has passed. That's cool, fine. They just did not do it for me on this one. Sorry. So I got a bad feeling that by the end of this, I'm going to probably hate on this movie a lot. I'm starting to feel that way right now. So <laughs> let, the, let let's the hate try to, grow through you. <laughs> let's try that. to put some sort of, uh, I don't know, shape to this uh, conversation because I feel like we're getting all over the place. Yeah. When we should focus on the movie itself and, and the fact that it's the shape of water. Yeah. Okay. Different movie. Terrible movie uh, from what I'm going to. I don't want to see You can go see that. that. <laughs> But all right, so uh, all right, so let's let's all right, so let's let's talk about the character arcs. How about that? We'll so talk a little bit about well, character arcs. You okay with that, Sean? Well, I was gonna. I I kind of just want to get into and uh, before we, uh, I I want to kind of explain what I said earlier, but about what I liked about this and what I didn't like about it, it, and where where I think the movie like went off the rails. Do if it. you don't want me asking, no, go for it. Or, so by off that. the rails, you mean Sean Sean time? Go. No, I mean <laughs> no, no. We we were we were, no, no. We were absolutely off the rails. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, no, go for it. Um, but anyway, so here's I like the movie up until the point after they like escape and you know the war space battle. 
Laura Dern's character, um, which we didn't even mention, like in terms of the new ca- the newer characters, she was one of the ones that I sort of liked in this movie, um, but we don't get to see much of. So, um, Sean, can I ask? I, I like Laura Dern because she was a big part of my childhood, and then I watched Jurassic Park Jurassic a million Park, times. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I'm curious why you liked her character. So I like the idea because they were going to have another. So. To be fair, I thought they were going to try to find some sort of creative way to get Carrie Fisher out of this movie. Absolutely. Uh, they, did with, they did a great job with the switcheroo. Without yeah, a- exactly. So that's kind of where I thought they were going with this. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, like she, she sort of has this role where she's kind of the bad guy. And uh, I kind of appreciated the fact that they were like, uh, they had the animosity between Finn and her, which, you know, it's something different. Poe po- po and her? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, definitely Poe. Um, but I like that whole story, like that piece of it. I thought it was kind of corny how they kept calling him Hotshot Flyboy, whatever. But, you know, it, I, I can appreciate it. Uh, I mean, if you have that much power, you don't have to be creative. You just use the same old jokes. Exactly. Uh, hence Disney. <laughs> um, but, wow, that's tough loss for the bu- the Bucks. <laughs> oh, sorry, that just just happened. Speaking of, uh, of, of uh, you know, terrible. Off the rails. Things. Rails. Yeah. There it is. Keep, stay on track. <laughs> stay on target. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I like that whole that whole concept for what it was that they were trying to do something, you know, to to fill that gap. But um, you know, when it gets to the point where, all right, ship's gone, uh, been evacuated, she's at the helm. I thought it was something different because we've never seen a ship go into light speed to try to, you know, destroy other ships, right? So that's, I, that was something different. I like that. Um, I actually like that. Yeah. So, I thought that was, we, so if, that's, if that's a reason to like her, that's fine. That scene looked visually appealing. Yeah. She waited way too long to do it, and so many more ships got destroyed because she was indecisive, so I hate her for that reason. So, I also well, hate her because she allowed Poe to go on the sh- go on to the – She people were trying to stop Poe from getting on the bridge – and she's like, no, no, it's fine. He can do it. And then he went fucking insane, and she immediately asked him to leave. So that was a waste well, of time. She also, well, kept, I, she also kept a plan from him for no reason. And then exactly. like, how, how come he is so, so well-regarded that he gets away with so much shit and not court-martialed, but then he doesn't get away. He does. He's not allowed to know the plan. So yeah, I agree with you. In principle, she should have been a very likable character. In execution and plot, she I, I hated her. <laughs> It was the light speed piece and Peter and Dave, I know I keep interrupting you. No, no, the no. light speed piece, there's lots that calls into a lot of other questions as to like why would you not then just use light speed as a kamikaze weapon all the time? But anyways, you guys go ahead. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I, well, I was yeah, I, say, it's a point of like last resort. I guess like that's point of you know last I mean, resort. You, I guess do you, do you ram your your you know multi billion multi million uh, I guess we'll we'll say the uh, multi million uh, dollar uh, aircraft carrier right through another ship? You usually don't. No, I mean, that, but I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if the way light speed works works is, is the way that was portrayed, um, where it doesn't get decimated by the larger ship and it goes to like five ships, you could use something much smaller to poke a pretty decent sized hole. That would have made pretty, so. Anyways, that would have made so, uh, but, fair enough. But this New is Hope a again, much easier movie. We're getting to the point where <laughs> just run right through the Death Star. <laughs> we're, All right, we're getting run to the it. point where like, as much as as as, as like you know, you want to put an analysis to the fact that. A science fiction movie decided to, uh, you know, make make a different, uh, you know, tried to go against what what the science says. Yeah, so I'm Um, going to agree with you on this. I, 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 
didn't mind Lauren Dern's character once it was revealed what she was actually doing. But at first, I was like, I think this is the, she was the main. I thought she was the one who transmitted their uh, their coordinates, and I think that's what they were heading for. Um, that was my feeling toward it. I didn't think they were cowards. I thought she was legit the reason why they would find them in, in uh, when they went to hyperspace or whatever. That was uh, my feeling. Yeah. I don't I know mean, if y'all got that same feeling. I I don't know. I, I didn't have that feeling. I just felt felt as if they were trying to put something, like some animosity into the, uh, you know, because they, obviously they had their story with Leia about how she was went into space and sort of had some sort of uh, coma she went into. But uh, I, I, I mean, what I'm trying to get down to is that that's the moment in the movie where I stopped caring what the fuck happened after. Because if they had any sort of, to save any sort of you know, hope for the next movie, you let you let it go like kind of how uh, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I hate to say it's, uh, that, but like that's the thread that Empire Strikes Back went with, and it was very successful. I, and I think a lot of the, the Star Wars diehard fans would have been on the same page if they if you would have said okay it's similar to empire strikes back but it gives you this closure yet gives you something to build on for the next movie but no they went down to uh what's the movie uh uh the planet called that they went to at the end there i don't know crate can crate that's right they went down the crate and then that store it dragged on so did you guys feel like that from from the moment they got to create, does it add anything? Like, does is there anything yeah. that's added to to? I think it just takes more shit away from the next movie. Yes. Well, b- before we jump down to crate, did did Dave and Peter have anything else to add on the Laura Dern, all that jazz? I, I, so just you know, I, I so I honestly thought when and, and I'm curious if y'all thought the same thing was when they were doing the when they were all evacuating the ship, and they're like, oh, someone has to stay back. That was the point where I was like, okay, now they brought back Leia. I'm like, all right, so they're gonna they're gonna usher her out. They're gonna go make her sacrifice herself for this. And that was actually what I anticipated. Did y'all get the same thing? And then they show, and then they put Laura Dern in there. The, I completely agree. The biggest twist in this movie is how many times they said, okay, Carrie Fisher has passed away. We have opportunities for her character to exit the franchise. And then they like, nope, take that. Got you, fans. She's still around. Yeah, that's the only thing that they didn't give the fans is that, like, you basically give, you know, hey, we have these characters, they're dead. <laughs> hey, we have these characters, they're still yeah. alive. Yet they actually I, are dead. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I would have think if they would have let her go out as Lauren Dern's character went, I would have been like, all right, that was a fitting, that was a fitting closing to um, Leia. I would have been like that's that was baller, and then I I think this was a I think this was a tough one because you look at it and the whole not the whole I shouldn't say the whole movie it wasn't something I was sitting there analyzing while I was watching but I thought about it afterward and um you know you wonder where the where did so she passed away and I don't think they were completely done filming I thought she had a little bit left um but I think she had finished most if not all. And you kind of look at the movie and you go, you go afterward, you know, retrospectively, is there a place where they could have done that? Could they, could they have had her, you know, go down with the ship rather than Laura Dern? But the problem is they've had filmed all the crate scenes and I think they probably wanted, I think they had made a comment about this. They wanted to keep all of her pieces intact and let her kind of have her final movie. So 
I understand why they made the decisions they did because it looks like that's the way they had her story arc. And it, it sounds like the plan was actually for uh, force awakens was supposed to be Han's movie. This was supposed to be Luke's movie. And episode nine is actually was supposed to be Leia's movie. So it, it this basically screwed with their entire plan on what they wanted to use the character for. So yeah. I, and when, I you think say, when you say this, you mean I was just I was just, it was just no no it, this screwing is is a woman dying. So I was oh, just trying oh, to be an, oh, I was just trying oh. to be an ass. For, it's oh, not funny, Matt. For Peter casually <laughs> referencing, you just let it go. This minor inconvenience. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it's tough. I mean, to, to Laura to Laura Dern, I, I don't know. I thought she was a completely throwaway character, and I, I think that the very end scene kind of did justify the rest of her position in the movie. But other than that final scene, I thought she was for the most point part useless for me. I didn't think can, it added anything. Can I ask you and, this, and I, Peter? Yeah. So uh, the, the way the, like how useless she felt as a character, she felt 100% like the character that gets brought in because somebody did pass away. Yes. Uh, well, is my the only, and, and I don't know if it's just it, because when you say I knew that, that happened, I agree so like with you. when as soon as she came and I was like, perfect, perfect. She can be purple hair Leia without the force I, done. I, yeah, I, it's just really hard to, to, to think about why they did it. The only thing, the only reason that could potentially be is that, you know, they don't necessarily always film movies in sequence. So it's possible that they filmed, you know, the beginning and the end of the movie with, with, uh, Carrie True. Fisher and then she True. passed away. And so the middle pe- section was supposed to have some more of her acting. And then instead they, Put her in they decided to use Laura Dern. But I, I, I honestly don't think so because then you think about it and you go, wait, wait a minute. They filmed Where were Carrie the handoffs Fisher. and the transitions. Yeah. 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 And they filmed her in, in a hospital bed. So like, I, it, I think the structure of this is mostly intact. I don't, I have a feeling they didn't lose too much and they didn't have to use Laura Dern in the way they did after the fact it seems like that was their plan about it yeah i i don't i don't know it's it's i'd be interested to see if there's any special features when this comes out to talk about it and not in a not in like a morbid way just just you know curiosity and 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 if i don't know there's been a lot of headlines that have said they haven't had to drastically change the plot given what happened given her passing but but yeah anyway I, i i don't know it was i Personally, without going off into a random thing, and I, I want to go to Sean's point about crate, but real quick, I just think this plot was very MacGuffin-y. I mean, there's just, I think Ryan Johnson, I really like his movies, but I'm not going to lie. This plot was just, <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen in it where you're like, uh. Exactly. Thank it, you, it, Peter. It doesn't, I think there's a lot of, and Matt, you might disagree with this, but there, Force Awakens has a great pace to it. And it's like you're constantly engaged. It's constantly moving forward. And it doesn't – I felt like there weren't a lot of times where I had to second-guess what was happening because they weren't putting in weird MacGuffins. Like it just seemed like it moved fast enough that you could you could stay with it and enjoy it. This movie had a lot of times where I was second-guessing what was going on because some of the – there's just really weird plot holes. Like the fact that they could jettison themselves – uh, at, you know, as they're trying to escape this giant super star destroyer, whatever the hell it's called, and then Poe and um, what's her name was it Rose? Are you talking about Finn and Rose? 
or Finn and Rose. Yeah, they just randomly jettison themselves <laughs> in this tiny escape pod and go into light speed, go to a different planet for like 17 hours. 18 hours. It was exactly 18 yeah. hours. I wrote it down. And then they come they come directly back and get directly onto this giant thing they've been running away from. And nobody knows the wiser. And then Ray does the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, the, the new escape really pod weird. and Falcon. Yeah, pretty yeah, amazing. It's just, convenient. So, so it, just to, to your point, though, <laughs> since you kind of asked, The Force Awakens was a superior movie, in my opinion. Others don't feel that way, and that's perfectly fine. And I think the majority of the reason is the pacing. The, the, the story, as much as it gets it gets a little crapped on because it was, you know, kind of a, a big homage to a, a retread. Hope. Yeah, a retread. Yeah. That was the, the smallest of the weaknesses for The Force Awakens for me. And so from an, from an enjoyment standpoint and plot standpoint, much, just far superior to, to this, in my opinion. So the plot holes and the pacing were, were big problems in this one, in, that, in, in my opinion. And so that's that's I completely agree to to just sum it up. I agree. But so we've kind of covered where the basically the beginning of the movie sets us up. Right. So. Now they're they're going after Leia, and we've we've got like you know the rest of the movie to even worry about. So so, so we haven't really set it up. Let me set it up real quick. Go for um, it. I in know. space, when ships are traveling, <laughs> apparently size is very important. And if you're fat, if you're nimbler and smaller, you're faster than the larger Snoke ships, um, <laughs> where you can stay out of range. But by faster, they mean you don't ever gain distance away from them. You always stay the same distance. You stay the same distance. So they can barrage of your course. ship the entire time just to kind of pester your your shields. But you'll never actually penetrate the shields. Uh, you don't even get the tip. So um, not really sure how any of that works. But the movie is then set up where there's this really slow-paced, but probably fast because it's in space. But it takes a place well over 18 hours where a large ship is chasing a smaller ship and just can't ever catch up. But they also never get farther apart, so they go the exact same speed for some reason for Matt, a really long time. Matt. I don't, I don't appreciate the cynicism that I'm getting because Matt, Matt, this is coming from a guy who hates this movie, uh, so I, I feel as if there's a lot of cynicism being put into this description for the setup. But am anyway, I wrong though? Is that, is that wrong? Wrong? He is, he am, is am I? Wrong. Oh, no, okay. So I am I being cynical, this. and you're right. Is there a different? Is there a different way to describe what's happening? No, you literally explained it perfectly. I'm going to be honest. Okay. With you, from a from a straight up scientific perspective you are correct okay so did you, ever see back to, did you ever see back to the future because that happened within a week but he has so, time travel so it doesn't matter a trilogy it doesn't matter they, it was time travel so, so and also also, also there's, 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 so, yeah, so my biggest still, thing on this is marvel movies back to the future all the movies i love i know have plot holes but they're able to entertain me and even force awakens right they have it's the pacing and loss of entertainment value. You, you're able to suspend disbelief. This movie just didn't enable me to do that. And so things like that, where they specifically called out these facts in dialogue, there was exposition for these things happening that actually detracted from the the thing that was happening. Yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. that's just me. But you're right, Sean. There's cynicism. I was there was a very sarcastic take on the plot that was happening. <laughs> but while that but is that's happening, only one portion we of get the plot. To, we get to Ray. We go to we go back to it. And that's how the Force Awakens ends. And then we and then we get this. So which okay, so let's go let's go to the island. I'm gonna call it the island because I don't even, was there any name for it? Octo. They, it's Octo. Octo is my lotto. Fair enough. It was the same name that it was in the first movie, The Force Awakens. Dude, I don't even remember. Octo. It, it, it had a it had a name in the Force Awakens. I didn't Awakens. know it had a, it did, I didn't know it yep. had a name. Fair enough. Yeah. Was, was Octo correct, Sean? Oh uh, yeah, it's Octo. Yeah. Oh okay, okay. And I thought I was the nerd. Anywho, 
Um, yeah, well, maybe you should right, watch so, the movie before you can see the second one. Maybe. But anyway, so all right, so this it starts off. What did y'all did y'all appreciate that little the little first thing that that happened right when she handed him the lightsaber? Oh, it was funny. <laughs> I mean, I think and, I, I laughed. When I it laughed. And I was like, because uh, you don't expect that, so it's just completely out of the blue. I, I but, agree. I thought that was kind of funny. But his, how did y'all feel about his his overall character uh, in this particular film? I mean, did it make sense to y'all? I was completely on board. So I, I, again, film nerds reading people's film film blogs, but there's a lot of uproar about, you know, it it goes completely against the character of Luke, and Luke's been set up as the savior, and <clears throat> why would he, you know, turn his back on the Jedi Order and yada yada yada. Personally, I think the way that they set the plot from Force Awakens with the downfall of Kylo Ren and Luke losing the Jedi school and all this stuff, I think it completely made sense. I liked the the route that they took with Luke, and I thought I thought Mark Hamill was excellent in the role. I, I, in general, I don't I can't say that Mark Hamill is you know the one of the world's greatest actors. Talk knocker <laughs> and okay, the Joker that, that, and the Joker. That's true. The, the, those two things notwithstanding, of course. Uh, no, but I, I, I thought he did a great job, and I, I, w- I was a big fan of of the way they took it. I don't know if you guys had the same feeling, but I, I was totally on board with, with his character. I'm kind of with you from the second time I saw it, Peter. At first, I, I, I was kind of had this animosity built up. I'm like, what is this? What, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing? Like, And then the second time I watched it today, I, I, I kind of felt a little bit differently. I'm like, okay. He's just playing a completely different role than what I expected from a Luke yep. Skywalker. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it more this time around than the, than the first time around. So I was talking with Matt right before I think we all kind of came on, and and really I was I was completely happy with his in the way he became. I understood how he became that, but I will say the only part that took me out of his characterization was when he was explaining what happened between him and um and Ben Solo. That one instance. Which- Go ahead. Which one? The one where I was going to say which one. His 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 story where he states that he went for a split second. He was he wanted to he thought that he could end it right there and kill. Oh, him. the the true story, the right? True the story. third retelling. The, yes, okay. the the actual true story. Of what 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 happened? And when he said that, I that was the only spot at which I was like, I can't believe the Luke Skywalker that I've grown up knowing would would do that. Now everything else that that would have occurred. I was all on board. I was like, yes, that would make complete sense. If he, and I think I was telling Matt, I think they, if they would have gone a different route in that spot where he was, you know, sensing that Kylo was, or uh, Ben was becoming, you know, fully engrossed by the dark side by sensing him and then turned around. And then at that point, when uh, that point Ben became Kylo and then just started slaughtering everybody, I'd have believed that, that, you know, um, Luke kind of lost all faith at that point. I would have completely believed that. I think it would have been the uh, a better transition as opposed to having Luke want to kill his nephew um, to stop some kind of feeling that he's he's getting that he's going fully dark. That was really the only part that took me out. I liked I liked Luke across the board, other than that one little scene. I liked his cynicism. I thought it was it was it was refreshing. It took a a more Hey, this this religion is not the. It, it's kind of cynical. It, it's it's very. We became very uh, you know overbearing. We we thought we were great, but in reality, we were just completely, you know, it was all bullshit. And I I, yeah. I like that aspect. I like that. 
I, I completely agree, Dave. His curmudgeon ways were pretty spot on with what we were set up with. And there there have been kind of fan theories and fan comments about the, you know, the the franchise and you know talking especially about the prequels, right? Where the Jedi weren't flawless, right? They definitely made mistakes and, and screwed up. So this kind of just had Luke portraying that realization that the fans realized that the Jedi Order was not without its faults. Um, so I, I thought that was perfectly in in keeping with what we should expect based on what the Force Awakens set up. Um, that being said, exactly you you kind of you know explained it already, right? His his contemplation about killing Ben Solo was was the most out of character thing in the franchise, um, especially when he couldn't even comp- you know comprehend killing his dad really yeah. in uh, the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, who he didn't even know his dad. And he couldn't, but he helped. He basically was a you know a real uncle to Ben Solo, and he's like, "Oh, you kind of turned dark. I better kill you." Even yeah. if it's a microsecond, the idea that that would happen um, so much that you'd get you'd actually go to his his uh, quarters and think about doing it while he's sleeping, you know, not just a fleeting thought, uh, you know, while you're cooking or something, um, is pretty. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's a fair trespass of the character, yeah. but. I, I think um, overall, I really enjoyed the character. I thought it was pretty on par. I did not like. Uh, I will say that you know, Sean, you asked this the um, the throwing of the lightsaber. It felt a little cartoonish and too big for me. the The premise was was fine, um, but it, I think that maybe the sound effects that they did with it is almost like they did like a want want or something. Maybe I just imagined which that. Part of, I think you imagined which part was that. when when Ray when Ray handed him the lightsaber and he ch- chucked it. Oh, kind of the God, first, I got it. That that kind of felt cartoonish to me. Um, but but that, I can see to, where you get to the want want. Yeah. So, but to that, I think I've read a lot of people complaining about the humor or the attempts at humor. Not all of them landed for me, but I had no I have no problems with it. Right. I I think I love humor. So the idea of it, you know. There's humor in real life. There's no reason there shouldn't be in, in dramas or sci-fi and action. So um, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. That one just didn't land for me. And then same with the milk. Um, they overplayed yeah. that one as well. Um, him milking the the cow walrus or whatever was fine. Um, but having to him have him like kind of, you know, swish it around in his mouth as like a spite to Ray was childish um, and semi-curmudgeonly because old people do that to to spite young people sometimes um not exactly that but similar things right but it, it just that the, so those those are really the only things but otherwise so, Luke, it, I like. so in that little aspect though i want to ask is did that not remind you a little bit of what yoda did to him yeah and it it, it, it definitely made me think of it when yoda popped up later in the movie i thought um, that, that was the i thought that kind of was what they were going for so, I, but I agree with it, you, Matt. It, it was a little overplayed. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I kind of took it, it as like he was just kind of messing with her because he was unsure who the hell she was, and that and, was that was the way. I and my it. only my only distraction from the Yoda parallel is, you know, Yoda had obviously been speaking to to um, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, talking, you know, expecting Luke, um, and you know, yeah, that's true. And while he was reluctant to train Luke, he had some sort of nudging to train Luke anyway. At this, in this, so so that's why you have the joking or the like the kind of being weird to him to fuck with him. Yeah. Luke was very adamant that he was not going to train Ray. So the fact that he would be goofy and quirky to f- try to fuck with her seemed very strange. But again, I still yeah. I still liked it. I just think they played it too hard with the swishing in the mouth, the actual milking, even the drink would be fine, but the gargling or whatever was just. One step too hard. One, they took it to eleven. They should have stopped at nine. 
Yeah. I, and off that <clears throat> kind of minor nitpick, I, I do think there was, I think they mentioned there's the most practical characters in any star Wars movie in this one. I think there was like 200 characters they created and, and by practical, I mean, non CG like puppets and other things. And that was, again, this is a small nitpick, but it kind of bothered me that there was just so many random characters and they had, they, they kept kind of showcasing them in not in major ways, but just, it got to a point where you okay, you know, we've now gotten to the, the kids petting zoo uh, movie so, where we're just doing this all the time. So on that, Peter, I assume you're talking <laughs> and, and even to that, Dave, I was going to talk about that. So whatever those, I know there's a name for those little yellow, red penguin things that Chewbacca was going to eat. Porgs. Oh, the porgs, porgs, um, Adding those, fine, whatever. It's a, you know, it's kids. I, I, I didn't like all the uses, but what, it didn't really bug me, except for Chewbacca being guilted and not eating his dinner. But um, <laughs> it was. I, I thought those, it would have been a good scene if they would have cut it by like. It would have been a great scene if they would have cut it by like maybe about a minute or two, because there was a lot of back and forth that I was like, just show the little thing, showing a little like, like making a little puppy face, and then call it. <laughs> Exactly. You didn't, but, like, you didn't like the baby being in the uh, Millennium Falcon, just hanging out with the, its mom. That was that was cute. That was. Cute. I, I didn't have. I, I didn't really have problems with them as much as I expected at all, actually. Um, yeah, I it, they it's were actually right. the other character, and this is, I think, I'm bringing this up because I think Peter might have been referencing it when he was talking about the non-CG characters. So on the planet with Luke, Octo or Octave or whatever it is, um, there's those CG the little, porgs, the nuns, uh, and then there's the little nun the caretaker, yeah. caretakers. <laughs> <laughs> that that looked like they and I like practical, but they looked like they were practical from 1983. Um, they, they did. They looked very not to mock the art department, but it was very strange. <laughs> they they looked like also, they were from the Dark Crystal. Yes, that was. That. I was trying to remember Perfect. what movie that was. Thank you. And Thank but they you. also served no purpose, and they kept cutting back to them as like a kind of like a. Ah, oh, this is funny because you're. Well, they're you're, the caretakers of the island, Matt. Thank you, Sean. Um, <laughs> Did you, not say, did you say that? I'm sorry. I, Sean, I think Sean's I think coming Peter in from did. behind. Peter, oh, sorry. Peter or Dave did. But, no, um, sorry. but again, it, it doesn't matter, right? Who gives a fuck who, who takes care of the island, right? I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying in a movie that's two and a half hours long, who the fuck cares about? Like, we didn't see who cleans the rebel <laughs> it, spaceships, right? There's janitors. We know who the janitors were, were for the yeah. For the, well, that was that was a the, robot right? chicken. That's, that's an entire but we didn't robot learn chicken about, episode. But we didn't learn about them for the for the rebels. So I, I don't need to know who the caretakers are and. Because they looked weird, they looked like they're from the Dark Crystal. It even made less sense that we that, kept cutting back to them. Thank you for saying that. I couldn't remember why, what or what they reminded me of. And when you said Dark Crystal, I'm like, that was it. Yep. That was it. Yep. I I literally just came to me because the whole movie. I'm like, why do these things look so familiar? Now I mean, and again, this is super nitpicky stuff, and so it's not, you know, not saying we don't like the movie for these reasons, but it is funny ta- talking about it because. You can you can tell some of this is 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 merchandising, and then there's a bit of it. There's, there's a bit of it to me too, where obviously there's this broader canon Star Wars universe now that Disney is is cultivating, and and they're doing the the animated shows, and they've got comic books and actual books and all these other things. So I would not be surprised if some of these things were were Disney kind of interjecting and saying, "Hey, we'd love to." take some of these things or, or or encouraging the filmmaker to create some of these things so that they can create additional lore outside of the movie but to your point matt you know we've already got a two and a half hour movie 
maybe maybe slim it down a little bit. It's it's uh, it's a little excessive. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. There were a lot of gags that we could have saved some some timing on. We could have maybe got this under two hours. Now, mind you, this is also coming from a podcast that we have trouble cutting <laughs> thirty minutes off of a two hour episode. So, I, no. I, I I fully understand the 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 editor's uh, issues with this. So, um, but you know, it's it was weird because like we walked out of it, and I remember we were talking about this and. It was kind of like I said, you know, this is kind of reminded me. This was very Marvel esque in the terms of how they 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 kind of go on this route where they're moving more comedy into the into the whole thing. And I, I and I, you know I was reading some reviews about this, and that's where a lot of people were having issues with it was that it was just overly overly goofy and overly childish, right? And but I understand, but I but I understand that because again, this is a PG thirteen movie. They're trying to sell the whole purpose of this thing is to sell merchandise merchandising for everybody and it's it's considered a kids movie so i kind of understand where they're going with this and there was some you know it it makes i don't know it's when you look at it from that perspective i was like all right i i get where they were going with that well and if if we want to talk comedy real quick and i think matt you kind of said it it didn't really bother me bothered you too much and you enjoyed the the laughs and i think the the main scene to me that was a little a little off-putting the first time, and then the second time, actually, I, I completely enjoyed it, and I didn't have any issues. Was the very first scene with uh, with Poe and General Hux when he, he pulls <laughs> up to the the dreadnought and and essentially just you know plays the phone game with him. I don't know if did, did anybody else think that that drug on a little yes. long, like an, an extra like fifteen seconds too yeah. long. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the first Peter, you mentioned that the first time I saw it, people laughed, and then when I saw it today, like it got a chuckle at first, and then nobody said anything the next time, and the next time <laughs> that it happened, like it just kind of got quiet. Like, what are they doing here? And I, yeah. that's how you know, like, okay, like they missed they, if they would have said, hey, still holding, you know, like after maybe one, maybe two, one like, or two, one or two, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they yeah. kept it went like three or four times, if I'm not mistaken, so. It, it I'm did, glad you yeah. brought that up. It's a good point. And I, I think the humor is a, is a good and you know is is a very similar scenario to people's kind of thoughts on CG, right? Um, if CG looks terrible, everybody hates CG. But if the CG is unnoticeable, then nobody even has a thought about CG, right? It's just there. Uh, kind of like I think we talked about this for the Mad Max Fury Road was a great one, right? It was very practical, but there was a shit ton of CG in it still. And there's actually some YouTube videos that kind of captured that you know, the fans kind of thoughts on CG and how it, it fits the humor in this. I'm fine with the attempts. A lot of it just didn't land or it dragged on too hard. And I think people are misinterpreting or mis maybe misrepresenting their opinions on it as that because the jokes didn't land properly or were drug out or uh, dragged out. I don't know grammar um, because they, they drugging, just drugging out. Yeah. Drugging out. Um, <laughs> I think it's drogan is the word yeah, you're looking Cal- for. Cal Drogo out, um, <laughs> but you know because they weren't you know Marvel movies are PG thirteen too as well and they have plenty of humor, um, and so they just happen to do it well and so I think the problem really is that it's just not done well so that makes it feel out of place and that's that's the problem and a lot of these while were funny in parts uh, they maybe just didn't do a great job of it. And so I think, I, I, I guess all that to say, if they execute it well, I don't think anybody would have any problems with it because everybody loves to laugh. 
Yeah. So unless it's unless it's a, uh, um, I can't even think of Princess Diana. I, you know, I, I'm sure even like a Princess Diana movie would have some laughs. So whatever. So just, but, all right. So are we are we of the general consensus that the humor was fine? It was just a little. It wasn't. Subpar. It was. It wasn't spot on. It wasn't spot on. It, it didn't. Yeah. I, to t- the timing. I think the timing on some scenes was a little off in terms of joke maybe being a little too long. And then I think the the execution maybe was not. But did you feel like it was too much injected into this plot line to take it from a more making it a less serious movie? Nah. No. Okay. Not all right. At all. That yeah. that so that was the kind of stuff that I was curious to hear if people had had that thing because that was some of the the critic not critics but I guess the 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 things I've been reading online about it and people were like oh there was too much humor and you know it was taken away from all this stuff I'm like but yeah, it wasn't the one, you know, the one-liners that we had kind of in in Empire Strikes Back and, and uh, Return of the Jedi, but it was still it, it still hit, and I think they're trying to take a tra- trying to take a page from Marvel because they know it's that successful. They just didn't hit it. I mean, it was some of it hit, some of it didn't. So you know, they they'll, maybe they'll learn for the next one. So, so I rewatched uh, Force Awakens today just to a I wanted to to watch it before I rewatched last Jedi just to see if it made the watching a little or the, the review a little different. And then the other piece was actually <clears throat> for exactly this, there was a, the, a note about comedy and somebody had mentioned, yeah, actually in force awakens, there's some scenes in that, that are actually extremely comedic in case you didn't remember just to kind of say, Hey, don't overanalyze it. And so it's true. There's actually uh, the very first scene of force awakens when Poe gets, uh, exactly. First, I talk first. Yep. He yeah. gets caught by uh, Kylo Ren and he, he does, you know, it's a very serious scene. And the entire beginning of that movie is extremely serious. And his first comment to Kylo Ren is, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know who talks first. To, to vouch for you, Peter, I wasn't, we all know I wasn't a huge fan of that movie. I, I busted up when I watched that. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, and I actually, so. like you, I watched it before watching this last week. Um, and nice. I, I, my opinions were the exact same, but all the, the, it all landed the same way it did then. So it's well, just let's be honest. We were all still kind of in shock and awe of the fact that he stopped a blaster shot in midair. Very true. So Very true. we were like, "Holy I, shit! Where's this movie going? Holy shit! This is gonna be awesome." I, I think I, I told you guys this. My only problem with that happening is that that was the best scene of the movie and. <laughs> It was the first scene of the movie, so it was very, it was it was a big drop from seeing the coolest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie, and then the rest so, of the Force Awakens. So, so back to the island, you know, we we we've got this now, curmudgeonly, and I'm loving that word. Um, uh, I invented movie. it. You're welcome. No, you did not. But it's we're gonna. We're gonna no, because curmudgeonly is not a real word, and I did say. But I, I, I you're, you're right. I, Fair enough. I still didn't invent it. So fuck. Anywho, it. I you know, we, we made it a we made it an adverb anyway. So we've got this really gruff, grumpy old men version of, of Luke, right? So now he's, you know, he's training. He finally trains Ray, and you start kind of getting this this weird connection. This is the one of the ones that I actually really did like uh, about this movie was the connection between um, Kylo and and Ray. What did what was y'all's opinion on that? I actually like that because it kind of you got a little bit more character development in that, and that was kind of a I liked how they were doing that. So that was just me. What did y'all think? So I actually I actually enjoyed that. I had no problems with it. I've read things, and I think you know, Dave, you talked about reading reviews saying they didn't enjoy the humor. I definitely read things where people were saying they didn't like kind of some some uh, 
extensions of the force that were portrayed in this that weren't part of canon before this film. I was fine with it. Um, but, but, and I, but I, I enabled like, us what, a connection saying, between the two. What do they say canon of the, of the force? I mean, they really didn't it's, know. You don't really know much Disney's about Disney's kind of reinvented it. Anything Disney says is like real is, is what they call well, canon now. Right, but right. I mean, there's there's fans of right. There's fans that love the original trilogy that don't like it. I mean, it's the same thing with the comic book movies, right? People love the comic books, or even what we talked about Star War, Star Trek, the the Chris Pine um, remakes. Yeah. If you change what people are familiar with, or you you take um, take liberties with it, pe- people that are you know beholden to their what's familiar to them won't be won't like it. And that's I mean, people are allowed to have that w- opinion. Was I upset that they blew up Vulcan? Yes. But I, I accept it. it, it I exactly. It. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a prime example, um, Spock Prime. So um, <laughs> on on this though, I, I thought that was fine. Um, and they took it to new heights, even within. The, they kind of stretched it even more at the end of the movie, which detracted from the kind of meaningfulness of the end of the movie. But we'll get to that later. But overall, I I, I thought that the connection between Kylo and Ray was was good for the plot. Uh, agreed, and and, and I, I I like the little character development it did because it, it 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 definitely tied me into that whole and I think I kind of mentioned this that whole grayish Jedi I had heard that they kind of played where they could hug the both lines of the 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 light and the dark and they could and it was that balance because I mean the whole the whole plot of this movie was that whole balance right so I was yeah. kind of hoping they were going to be this this it kind of tied them together and they were going to be this like merged gray jedi type thing or some gray force user and Wait, I was D- Dave, I was for, for us for us layman's can you i i don't think i've heard of a gray jedi so, before so apparently what a gray jedi <laughs> so no so so, so well, no, I, I did see something no, no, about no, no, that no 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 so, like, so gray i saw the same thing dave so a gray jedi like, is so basically if you look at the light and the dark you know you look at the jedi and you look at the sith they are the dark side and the light side they only use the the light side does not use the dark side stuff the dark side does not use the light side stuff they, oh, so it's a powerful. neutral Jedi. It's it's not really a neutral. They can they can use dark powers and they can use light powers, but they hover that line and they kind of jump back and forth depending on the the situation. Yeah, it's a true balance of the force if you look at it like that. So it's like a if Luke. Jedi. It, so okay. like if Luke used some lightning fingers to cook Ex- a porg, exactly. But then, but then he was saved like, the rebellion. Exactly. So it's kind of a <laughs> it's a it's a gray area. You know, it's using bad to make good and using good to make bad kind of thing. It it, it kind of goes. So it's like this this um oh god what is the what is that the hero that you know you you'll ever seen the the chaotic not chaotic neutral but you, you ever heard of that thing where it's the box where you've got heroes and villains. And they they fall on in like that little nine boxed. Uh, I, I'll have to send that out to y'all. But... You're talking about the the Matrix where they do like the tradition, the classical, the new, and the neutral, neutral, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like I saw the... that about a sandwich. It was pretty interesting. There you go. It's about the same thing. <laughs> but they do it for heroes and, and villains as well. What so kind of sandwich? So well, it's a traditional sandwich is on the top left corner, and that's a <laughs> bread, bread contents, bread. On the bottom right corner, it's basically anything wrapped in anything, and it's usually like a just a. It, it's really you know it's a it's a chaotic chaos kind of thing. Like like the KFC meat sandwich that has yes. two chicken breasts yes. with. The... No, that would actually that would be in like more of a middle ground somewhere because it's still it's still two things wrapping something. So there's still a it still has the. So what would it, it be chaotic? Has... What would be the chaotic sandwich? 
I, I just I already claimed I don't remember Dave. Thanks for just rubbing <laughs> it in. I'm sorry. I want to rub it in. I want to rub it in. But yeah, but basically the same same kind of concept. But but basically you it would be kind of a it would almost be a neutral neutral type kind of uh Jedi that's kind of in the middle. Or not I would guess you wouldn't even call it a Jedi, I guess you call it a force user, where they're kind of in the middle. They really have no um you know, alliances to the Jedi portion or they have no alliances to the Sith. It's just kind of I'm using the Force as a a one thing, and I was and the, and the way they were kind of portraying Ray at the beginning of the movie, I thought they were going that route. It seemed to not finalize with that, but I, I was still okay with the way she went in this whole thing. So, um, that is that is a simplest explanation of the Gray Jedi. So, good job, Dave. Thank so you. proud of you. I I I, I, I uh, may have gone over. So I was just gonna say, so I mean, to your question about the the. Jedi force connection between Ray and Kylo. I, I mean, I like that because if for me, force awakens, I liked Kylo the most when he had his mask on. <laughs> Anytime he didn't have his mask on, he was a petulant child. I felt like he, I, I don't know. He, I liked him as a character for the most part in force awakens, but there was a bit of it where I just, I couldn't deal with his, his whining. And in this movie, it actually gave you a lot more, to your point, Dave, a lot more character development. It actually let him interact with somebody on a, on a human level as opposed to just either choking somebody or, or destroying a console with a lightsaber. So I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was well placed. Plus I, and I think some folks may, may not like this, but I enjoyed the fact that the way they filmed those scenes where it was just looking at the individual character and you just kind of had to imagine them seeing one another. And then the ultimate reveal when Luke walks into the little hut and he can actually see both of them together. I thought that was kind of a cool way to play that. So I I don't know. I like that. That was a great call out, Peter. I I think that was a subtle little, um, light touch that Ryan Johnson does deserve credit for. Cause I think a lot of directors are like, no, no, let's show them because people may mm-hmm. not realize. Yep. Um, and credit for that for sure. Cause that was, uh, that was very nice to see. Would we say it's one of the best things that Snoke did in the snet that was credited to Snoke then? Uh, cause didn't he bring those two together? Technically. He's quite the matchmaker. Match yeah, me, right? Make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. <laughs> so, let's watch Stoutfire. transitioning into that uh into that piece then um how many of you guys were disappointed with the fact that this is this is how it ended like so wait this snope you mean mean snope sending or the whole are we are we we jumping i mean that's kind of transitions into that though i mean i I feel like that's the when we were talking about the i mean i guess it's just a it's just a straight fuck finn and rose yeah I mean, I'm. St- <laughs> it's a, we we can we can. I mean, pretty much like that 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 point that I I told you how I felt about about Rose. Uh, I feel like she was a worthless character in the movie, but um, so I'm fine with fucking and leaving them out. So um, <laughs> if you guys have more to say about it, feel free to interject here. I, I mean, well, I think it's worth talking about because yeah. as useful as she was, the is the use useless as she was. The biggest problem is that that also in fucking parallel made Finn useless. And that's a kind of a bit of a downer for a main character from the last one. Um, I liked it in premise, right? They set Poe up to be the I'm always right and I have to fight the power to go with my theory to win. And they he was wrong, right? And Finn and Rose ended up failing. So that was a nice kind of 
twist on the nor- the normal take, right? Um, this was a good one, right? They they yep. switched it up and actually showed that you know this hotshot Poe can be a shithead, but the problem is he also involved Finn, and Finn's story arc was to follow Poe's shitty idea to accomplish nothing. Yep, and it was a real real downer. And the only thing he did do was fight uh, Phasma. And Phasma turned out to be a real downer, too, because they cast this really well-known actress, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, from Game of Thrones, Sean's favorite. Yeah. And we don't even get to see her. She we see a bit for, of an eye face. I, I, yeah, I also we, don't we, think we, she's, she's not – I don't think that's over yet. I think that that's – after seeing it again, Deneth, I, I think that's going to be – I mean, she she survives Starkiller Base. If she can't survive this, then she deserves yeah, to Yeah, she, she's, she's going to be yeah. – she'll be but, back. But the real the real problem with it though is that so far that she's accomplished nothing except for selling chrome based star stormtroopers. Yep. Um. So all those kids that can't afford cars to put on chrome rims that love chrome, they can get their chrome star stormtrooper and probably have to pay extra. I did like the one thing that I did like about the fact that she her chrome armor was that it actually deflected a blaster. I was actually yes, impressed by yeah. that. That was, that was, that was that a huge was, win for her. I was like, "All right, so I, we actually have a we actually have armor that, that actually blocks shit." All right, fair enough. Yeah. But but no, I agree with you. Like it was so like they said like she was she was built up in, in the Force Awakens. Everybody was real excited about um, this character, Captain Phasma, and they, they 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 let everybody down. And they were like, "Oh no no no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We get to the last Jedi. She's gonna have a huge role, huge role." She was in the movie for a minute and a half. Oh, she had one yeah, fight scene, less, and less that was the it. Last movie. Yeah, and yep. and I, I feel like what she had one one cutting line, if you will, and it wasn't even that cutting. And it, it was, I don't know. I felt like that was a waste. They could have easily done that with some random stormtrooper, or whatever they're calling them nowadays. Well, I don't even, know. even even the stormtrooper in Force Awakens that yelled "traitor" felt like more of a jab to Finn <laughs> than yeah. anything Phasma did. Rebel, what'd she call him? Rebel scum or something like that? Did she even say or scum or no? He, he was he, called he rebel said, scum a lot. Yeah, he called. Uh, he called himself that. Well, she said something she, to him. She and, said she said scum, and he said rebel scum. Oh. That was his like. That was his uh Ooh. his dig to her. Yeah, like, I am. And a then rebel she falls like into it. the abyss. Into the abyss again. She consistently just keeps falling into an abyss. She's. I think that's just gonna happen to her in every movie. They're gonna have her just be the comedic relief every it, single movie. Is she the uh, <laughs> what's the, the the Wilhelm scream basically in every yeah, Wilhelm exactly, film? Exactly. Um, so she did have a uh, when when they were battling uh, on the uh, mega super uh, star destroyer um, or Snoke ship is short term. Did, I know I brought it this uh, brought up earlier that uh, Back to the Future, but. Did, did you guys get the Back to the Future? Like, did you feel like that was the exact same line, uh, scene from Back to the Future Part Two when he falls and gets caught by the, uh, like the DeLorean? But in this case, it was the platform. Oh, yeah, I got you. I was yeah. trying to figure out where the hell you were I, going with this, and I'm I wasn't like, sure right, if it was it. just me though, because I also got a flux capacitor vibe from the cracking oh, yes. uh, thing. Yes. So you. I definitely feel like Ryan yes. Johnson loves Back to the Future, and he's like, "Hey guys, I know." I know what you want. That's, uh, that's I got, true. I got, I got we, the need this, we need this, this sensor that makes absolutely no sense for it to be to look like this of of a flux yeah, capacitor, that... basically. But it is totally a flux capacitor. But I'm, I'm kidding. It's not. It's not a flux capacitor. It's it's totally not. But it is the shining. Yeah, yeah the that shinning. thing was ridiculous. 
but so, but should we should we quickly go back to Canto Bite and the I terribleness? Want I was just going to ask the same casino, thing. Because right? sure, yeah, I don't think we've seen the, uh, the after school specials from 1995 in quite a while. So let's talk about Canto Bite, PSA <laughs> let's Planet. Talk, let's talk about how underutilized Benicio del Toro's character was. I just, I, I, I mean, I don't think he was underutilized. I thought you don't think so. I, I thought don't that, think that was, was terrible. Underutilized. At but the very I, least, he could have been the actual. Okay. Yes. Rose fucking said Codebreaker. If that if that actress has a highlight reel to get more work, ninety percent of her dialogue will be the word Codebreaker. Um, <laughs> and I like feel bad. Justin Thoreau was a nice act. Like that was kind of cool that they were like, oh, it's just Justin Thoreau. It's you know, it's the Rose Palm Bloom. Um, Rose then, Palm Bloom. Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I'm like, oh, like it's gonna be him, and then I, I actually forgot that Benicio del Toro was in the movie until I like they show that, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's in this movie, uh, and I just like even, that, I honestly didn't even remember he was supposed to be in it. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When he popped I'm, up, I'm I was until like, he showed up, right. I was like, ah. And then his the, name's that, DJ. That Terrible. accent though, like the way he was like Anna. talking about like the or oh, not the stutter. accent, the, uh, stutter, the stutter, yeah, stutter that was a little strange. Like, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. So I will say this: he was a nice little. Um, uh, it, his character was a nice little ad in the fact that it it definitely shows, and it kind of goes back to what they did in Rogue One, where they were like, "Look, this this is not the cut and dry good versus evil type thing. It it's this yeah. gray area." And that's Here, literally the only thing I was like, "Okay, I liked how we he, did that. That was it." Here's my here's my thing with that, and this is again, this is all nitpicky stuff, but. Of everybody to need that lesson, Finn is the last person that needs that lesson. Oh, Finn oh, was agreed. a stormtrooper who turned good. So why would that person need to be told that I not actually, everything is black and white? You know I actually what I mean? disagree. I actually disagree, Peter, um, because he uh, turned good and became the fucking uh, New Order is the worst thing in the world. And everybody that works for them is the worst people are the worst people in the world. And Benicio del Toro was like, well, actually, the same people that sell them weapons are the same people that sell the rebels weapons or the resistance weapons. My biggest problem with that is that that's utter bullshit because there, that would have meant those people would have been selling the Republic weapons and powerful ships and shit like that. And why would the Republic allow them to sell them sell the New Order shit? And then it just comes down to a Tony Tony Stark problem. Um, but anyways. Um, I, I thought it was fine. I actually thought that was good, and Finn did need it because Finn was a little too holier than thou. Than thou, so I, I, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess that's a. I, I guess no, you I'll don't see. Don't there. don't just don't just fucking change your. What? Well, 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 you, not, you oh. argue with him like a man. You <laughs> argue with him like a man. Yeah, it's easy. Just tell Matt, hey Matt, fuck off. <laughs> I just, I just I think the. So yeah, I, I think one of the things that's just beyond the fact that why do we need another PSA announcement is why do we need another PSA announcement? Because that entire planet, that entire planet is just all right. The abuse of animals, the abuse and slave labor of children, and it's I don't know. I felt like we were just relearning things that we've learned in every every movie. I mean, we we already learned about slave children in episode one. Uh, basically Luke in, in New Hope. I mean, there's a lot of sl- slavery inherent in a lot of those things. Wait, was I mean, Luke a slave? Or was well, he just a guy beholden to family that wanted him to stay in the family business, which is like every sitcom ever? He wasn't a slave, but... <laughs> no, he wasn't He wasn't a slave, but he's essentially working at a, 
at a, I don't know. There's there's some elements of slavery going on in, in well, a new home. Talk to farmers and their children in real life then. But uh, no, so, no, I mean like think about the Jawas and the and the droids and whatnot. No, you just you said slavery. You said blue. Droid slavery is a completely different topic. True, true, true. Okay, that, that's. But are, but I'm, are they I'm, are I'm they sentient beings? No. So who gives a hey, shit? They, they've. <laughs> You know what, Matt? You're walking a fine line. I, I am. I, I don't actually hold that opinion. I just said it was a stark <laughs> contrast to yours to be, be <laughs> to drafted. be a dick. But, no, but I don't. I don't know. I just I feel like it's a lot of lessons learned that we've already learned in these movies. So I don't know why we have to go through them again. The, the animal cruelty, the the fact that powerful rich people are assholes. I mean, I don't really know who this is preaching to, especially coming from a studio that is fucking built with those people right <laughs> it makes it's like, hey don't forget rich people are assholes keep buying our movie tickets so we stay rich and can say fuck you people it, it makes very very little sense to me so it's like they're doing it just to appease people that are stupid that just want to be like oh look they know that rich people are assholes and we're poor so fuck them because they're rich <laughs> it's and the animal cruel it's not 1970 where we need to remember that animal cruelty is a bad thing it's 2017 Anybody who doesn't know that is not going to change because fucking Luke Skywalker. Oh, I'm sorry. Finn and Rose remind us that fucking animal cruelty is a bad thing. And Chewie, obviously. <laughs> Did Chewie give a shit? Because to me, Chewie's a slave to Ray now. Well, no, 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 no. Was I was talking about when he was, the, when he was eating the uh, the pork. I mean, that's a uh, that's animal cruelty right there. I mean, come on. We shouldn't well, all be. Not, we should all be vegans all, and vegetarians. Oh, we should all be vegan. Gotcha. We should all be yeah. veg, veg, vegetarians and vegans. I thought you were saying because he was furry. No, 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 no. Animal cruelty that he had to work at all. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I do want to throw in that even with all the smarmy stuff we're saying in general, I do think this plot line was just bad regardless. Like it, even, it, it never should it, have happened. Yeah, it just wasn't interesting, and it. I don't know. And even the, the action scenes and whatnot to me were not interesting. I thought it, and I, that seems to be the overwhelming thought from everybody who's seen this movie is that they don't really like this, that story. Yeah. I, I got the same, same consensus as you, it, Peter. It, it did. Did anybody get the feeling like it was like, Oh wait, shit, we have, we have Finn and we got to get him to do something in this plot line. Cause we yes. can't have him on the ship, yes. but we got to get him to, to do something else because you know, we can't have, Poe and and him all both fighting the the, the admiral. So we got to get him off the ship somehow. And it would have been better they if they left out. him in the uh, water tube diaper that Luke was in at the uh, yeah end it, of end of uh, Empire. Yeah, it could have been there. Been, it, the whole movie. It could have been his Han and Carbonite moment where he yeah. just yeah. gets to chill out and he comes back in the episode or the third movie and gets to kick some ass especially since they didn't let him do something useful at the end um which we haven't gotten to yet but i think we got to touch on snoke and then the final planet but if they had at least let him redeem himself with something useful there but we got to get rose be more useless he learned some less life lessons is what he learned and love he learned love false and false (laughs) but but he was told about (laughs) it at the end and it totally was love so that's, I mean, I, I will say, Finn's entire plotline and this entire thing was just, it was a waste. It, it, it truly was a complete and utter waste. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I think we're all in agreement, like, just stayed in the in the back to tank and called it a day and call it in. He could have gotten paid the same amount of money. He definitely, he definitely has an, you know, they forced a lot on him in this movie that was uncomfortable and 
Uh, I do agree with that part of it, but, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I think they, they tried to, I don't know. I want to say played as much as they could, but they couldn't achieve it all. I don't know. Um, it definitely brought in some new point of views that I, I wouldn't have expected from having, uh, <laughs> um, they tried to they tried to drive a lot Rose, of Rose, sorry, yeah. name. Well, no, they, they they tried to drive some subplots that were supposed to be very high and mighty, and and I think it fell short. I think if they would have gone with the whole, and I think it may have tied back into the balance thing where you know, and that was kind of where uh, Benicio del Toro's freaking character came in and was just like, the good guys sell they, these guys don't sell just to the bad guys; they sell to the good guys too. You see, it's a balance. They sell to both sides. It's a gray – everything's gray. Everything's gray. But they never really, in my opinion, fulfilled that whole gray area that they needed to go with. I think if Rey would have come out as a gray Jedi or something like that – She was like, dressed in gray. She was dressed in gray, but she, but they basically implied at the very end that she is now the last – she is the next generation of Jedi. Yeah. Like it didn't kill What about off. that young kid with the broom? Or him too. Oh no! Whatever. Yeah, don't forget Broomy McSweeper. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So it was so subtle that I had to, I had to take it. I'm like, did I just see that kid do that, or did he just kick it with his foot or something like that? No, and, that happened. Okay, so that was I, real. I, Matt confirmed that one for me. But all right, let's let's back up. So yeah, we're gonna call him Sweeper McSweeper. Let's go back to Snope. So now we're back on on Snope's massive. Uh, Wait, hold on. B two B two B two Death Star. Can we can we pause real quick? Yeah. What what is his name, Dave? Can you say his name very clearly? What did I Sweepy McSweeper? No, no, no. <laughs> who's 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 the uh, who's the Grandmaster or whatever? What's it, what is his name? Would I say Snope? That's what awesome. Good, Snope. Good, oh, good God, job. I good job, Peter. Good that job, up. Peter. Snope. Oh good wow. Good catch. Wow. How do you spell that, Dave? I spelled it with a P, not a K. <laughs> He was such a minor character that he was Do you think he's the supreme myth teller or myth myth buster? Is is he like the relative of Snoopy? It's Snope? He might Snope as well have been. Snoopy. He had I figured he'd be a relative of Snape. <laughs> oh, there did we go. Guys, so did you guys appreciate that lightsaber fight with uh, in Snoke's, Snoke's chambers? That, that was one of the best scenes in the whole movie, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Uh, it, that, so, Peter, to, to echo your your thoughts on that. That is my that and the opening sequence with with uh, Poe Dameron two favorite two favorite scenes in the movie. Yep. So that scene Agreed. actually gave me hope that this movie was going to turn out much more better. I Which was is why I said they should have ended it right after that. So <laughs> so don't disagree with you. So all right. So let's get back to it. So Snoke, Supreme Leader, with a K, with a K, not a P. Apparently, there I, we go. Good job, Dave. Somebody was Supreme has Snoke's. a P. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> he's got a so, so for some reason, Ray thinks she needs to go get herself captured, which I, I that one didn't make any sense to me. Hey, hey, hey anyway. Luke got very, captured very by Jabba, yeah, so it's, it's say, fine. It's very, very it's fine. very reminiscent of a certain I, I, movie we're, that we'll, came we'll, out we'll after talk, A New we'll Hope. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute because I do want to talk about how the there was a lot of uh, parallels parallels to both. Uh, Empire and uh, re- re- uh, Return, Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi. So they were they they stole scenes basically, and I was I was a little like turned off by that. But anyway, so we're we're back on on Snoke's ship. You know they got the big red room. 
with uh, all the red guys red that, uh, room. that the Empire so had. Awesome. Red Room is actually a big plot point in uh, Twin Peaks, so it was really weird to somebody call something, uh, hear somebody call something a Red Room and it not be about Twin Peaks. Huh. Well, well, I didn't uh, know I mean, I, I Here I am thinking The Shining, but anyway. The Shining. Do you want to get red room, red isn't, isn't that Red Room? Yeah, Red Room. And like, Peter, didn't you watch Twin Peaks? Am I high? Uh, no. Useless. Like fucking high. <laughs> Anywho, back to the ship. We're back to the ship. They're about to, you know, the whole little, the whole little scene's going on. What, how did y'all, did y'all like the little, I know, now Sean, I know you had a big issue with that whole scene, uh, at least the beginning of it. I think you got excited after a particular scene occurred, but the, the Snoke scene. You're being what? cryptic for no reason. Yeah, Dave, you've yeah, spoiled I, I, oh, like I was going to let, movie. I was going to let things. So basically the big issue that I think Sean had with this entire scene was how Snoke ended up being killed. And he bites it like they wasted a character. Like you fucking build up a character. Agreed. In, and they didn't in do the much whole with for, it. in the whole Force Awakens, and even in this movie, you build up the character as he's like the greatest villain, um, and then it's so quick, like in in the drop of a of a pen, like it, it's over. The Emperor uh, had. And a, it might not. It might not be over. Yeah. Well, that's not. That's no, no, not no. He, he's well. Fair out. enough. They did. They did bring back um, Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. After he got cut in half. So even Domhnall Gleeson, like that. So when his whole interaction with with when he realizes that it's basically that he's dead, uh, his like that was very like angsty. It was uh, very cartoony. Like, oh yeah, yeah okay, you're yeah, not like, the leader. I am. Oh yeah, yeah you're the leader. Yeah, exactly. Are oh, you talking so, about Hux? Yeah. He, he, so I will say this: Hux kind of bothered me this entire movie. He was just a. He kinda, He's a punching bag. Yeah, he kind of took the role of like the whiny little kid that um, that, uh, that Kylo that was, Kylo was in, in the previous one. I didn't actually – I actually like Kylo a lot more in this one than I did in the previous one. He wasn't – I little, think he's great in this one compared and, to yeah, the last I mean, one. Yeah. And, definitely without, without the, the shirt on too. Yeah. And, and it's like – yeah. <laughs> For the ladies. And some of the men. <laughs> this is true. We don't discriminate I, around I, here. I appreciate – you have to appreciate uh, – Ray's little comment of can you can can you put something on put on a cloak or whatever put something on for me please yeah I don't really want to see Uh, you I thought that was pretty funny yeah Uh, it it was funny but it was also weird because it was it was a shirtless guy it wasn't like his dick was out so So it was was, really weird it was like so when that that popped up shirtless men in the the galaxy far far away I guess it was a long time ago so maybe it's it's inappropriate still (laughs) she showed she's like twelve you know don't say that because daily duty is attractive. What, but back to back to back to uh, Snoke here. <laughs> now that we're talking shirtless Adam Driver, um, so so you you really didn't you didn't like dead Snoke then, Sean? You, no, you man. Like fan. I think that's dead a waste Snoke of a is character. The best Snoke. Like a bug. <laughs> I I did I did appreciate the fuck out of the scene with the guards though. Like that that like can that we talk cool. about how awesome that was? That was that that's, was awesome. Let's, let's let's focus on the positives. <laughs> so I actually want to. I want to contradict you there, Sean. I, not, like that's it. not true. That's not true. I, I slightly disagree. I enjoyed Snoke's death. I thought the the play was was well done. It was not surprising or unanticipated, especially for the fact that they force fed us that that was happening. They the flashback the flashes to and from uh, Kylo to the lightsaber next to Snoke. Oh Maybe yeah, there were about twenty of them the in the span time. of twenty seconds. So that was a little too much, um, but the, the the premise of it happening was fine, and I thought that was good. The biggest problem I had with it um, was the fact that it was force-fed to the audience, but really that you, – you're right. They completely ruined a character, and this character 
it's like they decided, well, we're not going to give you any backstory. We're going to have Luke Skywalker acknowledge that he felt Snoke um, turning Kylo to the dark side, and that's going to validate the existence of the power of Snoke. But that's not going to give any credence to why he's so powerful. And there's there's a big difference between the fact that the Emperor was so powerful in the original trilogy and um, Vader and all that without any backstory for them versus the way Snoke was set up for us to not get a backstory. I know we got a backstory for Anakin and the invite, you know, Anakin Vader and the Emperor in the prequels. But with the original, we didn't really have a backstory to them um, until we kind of got some reveals to Vader. And then we never really got anything to the Emperor. But they weren't set up in the same manner. So Snoke was a complete just waste and an utter waste of time and attention. So many articles on the internet about Snoke are just completely useless. And now that he's dead, if we get anything revealed about him in the next series or the next episode or some offshoot series, it won't matter at that point because it's over and done with. Um, but to that end, the fight scene at the, with the red guards was fucking awesome. The only downside was they looked exactly like the type of kind of like the, the kind of caretakers on the Island looked like the, uh, what was the, what was the movie we agreed they looked like dark crystal, dark crystal. I was going to say dark lagoon, which isn't a thing. Um, <laughs> You're thinking of blue dark lagoon, crystal. That is not, well, that I, does not I combined them. Yeah. Dark crystal uh, lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> but these these guys looked exactly like some of the guards that you'd expect from um, the original trilogy. Uh, obviously, yeah, yep. Yeah, I think they were. Uh, I think they were a the Jedi. Yeah, I think they were a carryover but, from but that. But the problem is, it's been thirty fucking years, and it makes zero sense because they're not even part of the Emperor. So it's the Empire. So it's it's not like they're like carrying on the legacy of those types of guards. There's no reason that they couldn't like evolve right it's it's really strange that the costumes were the exact same but if you remember what the guys in return of the jedi actually were they were just these red guys with these these hard helmets but then they were just basically wearing a cloak and they just stood there with a staff and you never knew anything about them but now we now what he had like eight six or seven of them i think like Uh, ninjas yeah they were like badass warriors and I was like, oh, okay, well, that was kind of a cool like upgrade for from. Him. Oh no, they they were awesome. I'm just talking about the costume. It was just in keeping of a 19 very. It was a 1980s costume for the future. Oh, kind of thing. I see. What oh, that's okay. all. I'm saying. Okay. They were yeah. fucking awesome. Oh. Um, completely agree with Sean on that. My favorite scene in the movie, with the the favorite moment being Ray tossing the lightsaber to Kylo, where he turns the lightsaber on and gets the guy in the face. Um, that was awesome. I got, a, I, I got a quarter chub from that because that was <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> so, so well, even, just, even when she gets hers and like drops it and fucking slices the legs and then oh the yeah, that, like that, 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 yeah that was that was legit too, dude. That, that whole scene was just that was that that was when I was like, all right, this is we're going full gray. We're going a great plot line. All right, let's see where this goes. And you, Dave, you are obsessed with this gray dude, Jedi thing. It, I'm well, she did. It. She did rock. They were, I, <laughs> they, were they were pushing for it so freaking hard that I was like. Hell yes, this is where we're going to go. We're going to change up the whole thing. I'm like, this is a story. And it's kind of like with Rogue One where I was like, they had that whole, uh, what was it, the uh, the Knights of Ren whole thing. And I was like, these guys are going to be the Ren. They're going to, okay, he died. Oh, That's yeah. fine. Yep. That's fine. Okay, we can, we can, do, can, it with, we can do it with six of them. We can do, shit, okay, now we're down to five. All right, fuck. Um, I feel like they now they're all have dead. To wait, wait. Oh, oh, the theory for Rogue yeah. One. About the, the, yeah, the theory for Rogue was, One people are... I was so around. confused. I was like, yeah. the Knights of Ren were from Force Awakens. You're fucking... Okay. What's happening? Well, so... So I, I kind of want to throw out something. That was so. part of my text message, too, by the way, guys. The lack of, the, like... They just basically threw away that, that concept, too. Oh, oh, the Knights of Ren? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, just not even a reference to it. No, there, I thought that, that was going to be part of the the part of the build up for this movie. Maybe that comes in the next one. I don't know, but yeah. Well, yeah. Is that why you're going to say that? That's why uh, uh, Trevorrow decided to dump it because they were like, "Fuck all these plot points," and he's going to have to wrap <laughs> it all up. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Figure this shit out. Let's That's be honest. It, yeah. We know what's going to happen. J.J. Abrams is going to invent time travel in the ninth movie. <laughs> they're going to go back in time and reset everything. No. They're going to destroy Tatooine? No, they're going back to Naboo. Be... No, they're going back to Naboo. They're going to kill the Emperor right when he's like when he's just a senator, and then shit's going to hit the fan. That's how it's going to happen, <laughs> if, and then we've got a whole universe. Hugh, Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> nice. Boom. That would be awesome. I would totally watch that. Damn, no, was... where are we going this time? <laughs> uh, are you going into deep tracks right, there? What's real, going on? Real quick, uh, real quick. So, so Matt, I want, I want you. You mentioned costumes, and this, this, you, you made me think of something real quick, and I just want to get y'all's opinion on this. Do y'all recall Poe's costume when he was on the bridge at the very end of the film? On the yeah, it looked the like Han's jacket. He was freaking Han soloed out, and I was just like, "Are you yep. fucking kidding me? Are you that fucking kidding goal. me?" He's no, I noticed that the bullshit. second one. Bullshit. 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 Don't fucking go that route. Like you're, you're so angry, Dave. I was. So I was angry. pissed when I saw that. I was like, "Man, man David, look, leave Han out of this." One would say that you turned to the Han dark Solo side. He's the Han Solo, <laughs> yeah. but don't make him look exactly like him with a different That's freaking fair. actor. Well, well, Poe took his jacket, so go blame Poe. Or, yeah, I mean, exactly. Finn, Finn, Finn took his jacket. He could have Remember taken that time when Finn had the jacket that was similar to Han Solo's jacket from Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. It's in every movie now. So, so I was going to throw in my comments about the Emperor scene or the, uh, the, the throne room, but I don't have anything different. So why don't we just jump to – should we jump to the – to the end, because I, I I feel like everybody has some comments around how they wrap this up. Yeah. So, what's the name of the planet again? Uh, crate. 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 Yeah. So we're now, so now we're on planet Crate or beforehand? Do y'all we, want to talk? Do y'all want to talk nah, the uh, the escape to Crate? I have nothing good to say. So, I so now we're down to what? Uh, so we're down to no, like twenty. Thir- no, we're down to like thirty people at this point when they get to Crate. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I think we're down to 30 We're people. down to the max capacity of the Millennium Falcon. I don't know what that is, but... Probably 15. Well, no, they lose all the pilots on the thing, so you, you lose like 13 people. Other oh, than, wait. Other than two of them. Oh, yeah. There, the there was like tra- nobody left. Since we're transitioning into Crate, I will say Millennium Falcon showing up at odd times. Like when, you know, you probably expect it. You should expect it at this point, but you, you might not. Like, I still love it. Whenever the fucking Millennium Falcon oh, shows up, it's like, awesome. I'm like, do, do, dos ex Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Wait, what? Deus ex. Deus, is it Deus ex? I didn't know that. Deus yeah, it's ex Deus ex. Deus ex oh. Millennium Falcon. I thought you were trying to get but a you're dos ex. You're actually saying Deus ex machina is what you're actually trying to say. Well, yeah, so then it's Deus, Deus, Deus ex. Deus ex Millennium Falcon. Yeah. So it's back either way. So, that, that, that's, that's always exciting, and they're always going to do the same thing because no creativity. They're going to go through a tight crevice. To get away from so, TIE fighters. Okay, no. So so that was one of the scenes I wanted to pluck on real quick. So when you were talking about the tight thing, that was like a shot for shot of the Return of the Jedi when they were going through the um, the inner workings of the, um, the, the second meteor? Death Star. No, the second Death Star. Oh, oh, yep. I yep. mean, it was the exact... I mean, they had cross beams, they had stuff, the TIE fighters were crashing in the shit, just 
And then when they shot out of the out of the ground and it was the red plume, it was like the Death Star was exploding. I'm like, you've got I literally thought the whole time, I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. They literally did that shot for shot. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, and then they essentially did a very similar thing in Force Awakens when they're flying through the, the one of the Star Destroyers. Yeah. yeah. They did this a similar thing when she, they're flying through the asteroid and. Uh, but I still love it though. I, I can't. Oh not yeah, like that. Oh, I it's, enjoyed it's it. Great. I was just like the agility oh, is great. Guys. Yeah, that's probably the only part I liked about crate. But anyway, continue on crate. Well, on the, on that though, since we're on the Millennium Falcon, yeah. Chewie's getting the short end of the stick, right? Of oh, course. Yeah. He's been Big getting time. the short end of the stick. I, he always time. has, but this one's he's, even worse than Force Awakens. Like he's now taking commands from Ray for some reason. Oh, I will say. We talked about the Porgs very briefly. I, I thoroughly enjoyed him hanging out with Porgs. Flying that was fine. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't like I, they overdid it either because I felt like there was enough no. where it was, well, it was funny. So that was. They kind, it, yeah. It that was, was good. definitely reminiscent it, it, of the Return of the Jedi when he was in the. Uh, uh, when he was in the AT. With the Ewoks? Yeah, he was in yeah. the. Not the Ad at, but it's the uh, ATST, I think. The, the smaller one, the two legged one. Yeah. He was in yeah. that and he had like the them in there when they were fucking with his controls while he was uh, trying to f- drive it. And that was... Th- I appreciated that scene. I liked it. I thought the Porgs were cute in that little area. I actually think the Porgs were set up to be more annoying in the trailers, and they actually played it pretty well um, in the movie. Can I can I take us... Since you talked about the uh, the small AT-AT, can I take us back um, to retread something that we didn't discuss on a few yeah. other... Please do. Uh, Fine, Matt. I hope you're going where, where I hope you're going. Is it BB-8? Is it BB-8, yes. Sean? Okay, That's it. so... That's it. What the so fuck? BB-8, what? <laughs> it's great. The, the it's, first scene we got, we liked the you guys liked the post scene and the in the opening the opening scene, it was fine. It's, there, you know it was it was whatever. But the the BB-8 aspect, they did the one finger, two finger, ten fingers, and then just using his whole head to fix yeah. the circuit. Yeah. The, the BB-8 comic relief was just way too much. Yeah. Um, I him control. He, yeah. Him taking out these people. Uh, him controlling the 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 walker. It, too much. All right, I'm cheesy. Make, I, so the I'm walker cheesy dad, I liked it. Like, <laughs> to be fair, Matt, I thought that the the opening sequence was funny because you're all, it, it gave you a new insight into something you hadn't seen before with the uh, with him like inside because you always know like in Star Wars, R two was always in the X wing with Luke trying to fix shit. Like I thought that was kind of cool to show that have the inner workings of the uh, X wing. Yeah, and him trying to figure out how to fix shit. So that was cool. Um, it so was that funny. Was, it, was, it was funny when they were on Cantobite, and you know the guy, the, you know, putting the coins in him. That was funny. You know, I laughed. I laughed at him trying to help them escape. But to, you're right about the <laughs> toward the end. It's like it gets when he when he starts taking control of the AT-AT, You're like, what the like? What is this even? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? And and even to the the this it's the same thing, right? We talked about the jokes. Him. Fixing the inner workings of the X-Wing was cool. Him having to do one, two, maybe even three things to try to fix the sparking of the circuit board burning out was fine. But having to flashback three times to have it be ten and then his head, it, it, they just went too far with it, in my opinion. Um, but, but yeah, yeah it, they got to sell the BBA toys, so whatever. Well, I think I, I think if I think one of the biggest biggest issues with this was the comedic timing on this. Like, they had great – a lot of the jokes that they hit were, were great intros on it, and they should have just kind of cut them a lot sooner than they did. And like like yeah. you said, the BB-8 thing, it would have been great because he would have, like, fixed the one, and then he had to fix two, 
and then like all of a sudden it would have been good if they would have just showed all of them break and then he just shoves his head in there because he's just like oh shit and he's got to do that that would have been perfectly timed that would have been great i but i think that was the overall issue with a lot of their jokes in this one was the the timing it just they it felt like they just didn't get there um so but yeah but back to it i, I think you were also driving on a point of the the at atst I really did not like the fact that that turned out to be him. I actually thought it was going to be um, Benicio del Toro. Benicio. That's that's it's, my mind went straight to that. And but that I, goes back to the wasted character. Like I, that's I exactly what I was saying. Like they I did agree. not. Yeah. Anyway. He he's got a. If he doesn't come back in the the third one, I'm going to be very confused why they ever paid him money to show up for that. <laughs> well, and I, and I don't. He's I like the bounty hunter though. Yeah, you know, I I hope they don't do that either. I feel like Phasma is like the Boba Fett of this so far, so and, I hope they I don't do have think, another one. Of those. I do think she's gonna be back though. I, I swear by it that she's gonna be back in the third one. I I can see that. I can see her coming back. I, I mean, I I think at this point they've kind of, and this and this maybe is a somewhat transition to crate and maybe just the overall movie in general. But I feel like Ryan Johnson. So we we talked about this when we talked about the entire Star Wars trilogy, and I made the comment in the comparison to the Pirates movies. And the reason I made the comment was because if you watch the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they they really did film that as if it's part one of a two part series, right? Yeah. And I feel like sometimes you get into these trilogies where they already have stated it's going to be a trilogy, and you know, folks write a movie where it. it it can't sit on its own. It's very much beholden to its sequel. And I feel like Ryan Johnson took this movie to the complete opposite where he literally tried to tie off every single story that we got from force awakens rather than let anything sit out in the open. And I think that was to the detriment of this movie. So kind of to your point, Sean about Snoke and, you know, now Snoke's dead. He tied off that thread he, he tied off the answer of ray's parents which we actually didn't even touch on so i don't actually, at least i don't think we did no we did not and i actually thank you for bringing that up because i do want to talk a little bit about that but continue and then we'll, we'll tie back yeah. to that that was but part yes. of the big reveal yeah yeah so i mean i i feel like he literally took everything that jj set up in force awakens and he tied it off in a neat little bow and now we're at the end of this movie and to your, <laughs> your point from the beginning sean again yeah you know now you look at the next movie and you go well where where can they go and and personally it bo- that's one of the things that bothered me when I first left. And then, and I, in general, I, I think, again, it was his choice and it didn't ruin the movie for me. I, I would have been nice, I think, if he wouldn't have tied everything off. Um, in the scheme of things, I think it's quite possible that we look back on the entire trilogy and actually it works out fine because maybe that we get to the third movie and it, it ends up, you know, going in a way that clears these things up and, and doesn't make it seem so odd right now. But, but personally, I just felt like, you know, the way we ended with Crate was there really wasn't much else to go on. Yeah, 13, it kinda, it, 13 people. It was 13 people. I, uh, and the other thing, I know I'm, I, I know I'm kind of going along here, but the other thing that kind of bothered me was Leia, you know, they talked about sending out a signal to the outer rim to get some support. And they made a point of Leia going, yeah, and make sure you use my special code. Nobody showed up. Yeah. Zero people showed up, and they never made a comment. The, the but, only comment but why does everybody wait, know wait, Leia's secret back code? Up, back up, back up. Someone did show up, which is another part of like what well, I didn't like is that yeah, the fact that we, we, yeah, yeah. We, 
we'll, we'll get to that because I think that's, okay. a great, that's a great thing to talk about. No, but I think what I was going for is, um, and yeah, Matt, good point. What the hell does her code mean? But well, no, no, it, her her code is fine. But why does some person, some peon, know what her code is? Like, I'm not going to give you my password to my email. So if I need you to send an email for me, <laughs> maybe, or, maybe that's, or at least maybe if I want you, to, if I want true. you to send an email for me, I'd have to, you know, <laughs> give you my password to do it. I don't know. All right, who knows? But but I mean, I, I guess where I'm going with it is, um, I you know, Ryan Johnson tied off all these loose ends. We've only got like 11 people left. And they sent out a message and nobody responded to it. So we're supposed to basically assume that literally nobody else in the galaxy gives a shit. So where, where does this, where does this even go? Is there, where, what resistance would there ever be when, you know, again, everything, I, I don't know. It just, that's what I think gave me the worst taste in my mouth when I left this movie the first time was kind of like, you just ended and you went, at least the first movie I was excited because there was all these possibilities this is too blank of a slate. At this point, I just we could just go watch a different movie in this property. Yeah. Seems like it could be over. I, I don't know. And and and, and Peter, you, you kind of put it an interesting way where you, you where you said he basically just tied everything off with with a nice little bow. And I want to make the point of stating that it's a piece of shit that's being wrapped up in a bow because I was very upset with the way he, <laughs> he closed I thought up you liked a lot the movie. Of, no, I, the way he closed out a lot of these, these plot lines oh. kind of upset me. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and this is at Matt, we were talking about this earlier was that I'm hoping that like you said, Peter, it's, it's going to pay off in the, in the third movie. Like it's going to, it's going to be something. And I think my girlfriend actually had a, had a great point when we were coming out. Cause I was like, well, that kind of sucked that they they basically said that Ray was, you know, her her parents were were nobodies, and yeah. and she goes, well, I mean, is that really necessarily true? I mean, he did just I mean, he could be bullshitting her, he could be oh, forcing no, on for there. sure. Yeah, and, and I, I was I like, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, if you think about it, he was basically trying to convince her to come over to his side. So why wouldn't he and i go well, why would he lie to her and she goes well i mean he's trying to get her to come over and basically saying hey nobody gives a shit about you but i do i'll make you famous i'll make you you know an empress and i was like oh shit she's got a good point there so also you don't need a reason to lie it's just fun sometimes well sometimes <laughs> no i i agree though dave i think it's pretty much uh that's a great point because at, at some point there, there's going to be some uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're gonna have to come I, up and. I, I hope they. I hope they. I hope they do it. I. I legitimately. Some hope. Re- recanting of what with the, what's already been discussed. But it's, I guess. it's not necessarily recanted. It's just it was a. It would be the flip flop. So rather than sh- saying, "Oh, by the way, your your father is is Darth Vader," haha, <laughs> we're like, gonna it's we're like gonna flip flop it. We're like, your father's nobody. Ah, dream. surprise. So we, he really I, is. I guess somebody. I don't. I don't fully understand why can't she be a nobody. She can. I agree that it's, it's a weak development. It's a really it's, it's a, a really long way yeah. to, wait, to drag Matt, out what her origins are and then her a, being a nobody. But I guess aside from a, a disappointing story. It has to be a father. <laughs> well, but but the thing is, is like and I think Matt, me and you were talking about it, is that it would end up having to like this. So the way I, look, I take the whole Star Wars epic so far or saga so far is it's the storyline of the the skywalker line right and that and they basically start off with the star or starwalker line that starts with the force creating anakin so you know that was the the whole thing i mean do we want to remember that as a key point 
Well, <laughs> we have to we have to assume that because he hey, was the there's one... also a pod race at the end of the movie, right? Phenomenal. Oh God. Phenomenal. Hey, pod, ra- pod racing on sixty four was a great. No, I'm game talking show. about the Don't end disagree. of this movie on crate. Oh, oh, you're talking about the that, that yeah. the pod races. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I guess the, the the thing is is like this whole thing is basically closing out the I mean the star this ninth movie should be closing out the Skywalker you know thing I think it's the that prophecy and I I was telling Matt earlier I'm like I think this might be one of those things where they're they're gonna have to close out that prophecy of the the one who comes to uh, balance the Force right so they started it off with that and they just kind of get this transition all the way down to the line of who the actual one that brings balance to the Force and I'm hoping. I'm hoping the way they're taking this might go that route. And again, I'm going to go back to the Grey Jedi thing. I think it's a great theory that they go with where it's not, you know, um, the good versus the bad. It's this, you know, this balance. And that was the whole thing they kept pushing the whole time. But then they shit on it at the end when they basically say, oh, she's the last Jedi now. And I'm like, God damn it. You had so much potential, guys. Come on. You had a potential and you, you shit on it at the end. So maybe, maybe JJ will, will, uh, We'll fix this. So, damn it, I'm on the other side of this. Shit. <laughs> the the only thing I'm I hope doesn't happen though. So, so I mean, uh, what I could what I could see happening is we all watch episode nine and then we go back and look at episode eight and go, actually, this now the way that it's closed out, it, these little plot threads don't bother us anymore because they yeah. they had a fulfilling end to episode nine. So that. In retrospect, this this movie could get even better when we're not, you know, super concerned about the way Episode Nine turns out. What I am worried about is that I do not want J.J. Abrams to come in and retcon everything. Yeah, because I I feel like that's going to make this going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, like even if it, you know, even if it's something less crazy than that, even if it's just him deciding to go back on the whole Ray thing. I would rather have them just stick with what they have and do original things. Just just to find an original way to wrap up with episode nine. I don't want it to get back and go, oh, by the way, Snoke's actually not dead and Ray's parents are this and Luke isn't dead. And you know what I mean? I just feel yeah. like that's going to invalidate watching any of these movies and it's going to... Uh, I hope it's not going to prove me my some thoughts in my head, which is I feel like this trilogy is not a was not thought out because to this point, it kind of seems like they literally have let everybody just write one movie and not really have an entire thread for the three movie series. Yeah. I would love for it to not feel like that when we're done. So uh, and I think everybody's on the same page with that. I think everybody would love to see that because otherwise we've all wasted you know, years of our lives <laughs> waiting on this shit and then being completely and utterly disappointed like we got with the the prequels. And then we just basically say <laughs> there were only three uh, Star Wars movies and that ended in 1980, what, seven or? 81. Right? No, no, no. Was that? 83. 83. 83? Okay. Yeah. I knew it was, it was around when I was born. I just couldn't remember when it was. But so, I, you know, I, I agree with Peter. I kind of wanted to go that route. I'm hoping we're JJ comes in and like, fixes just writes it properly like I, I still think this comes down to the skywalker line has to it has to end like that is that is the key so i think it's going to end with it's going to end with um uh kylo ren just actually finally you know doing something maybe coming to the good side and, and doing something i don't know but however they end up doing it it's got to end with 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 ben uh solo because he is the last of the He's, skywalker line uh 
I was going to say he's the only one because yeah. Leia obviously is not going to be able to be in the next movie. Yeah. Well, Whether, especially if it's the, if like we mentioned, I mean, it's the, they're trying to shut it down. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I'd be intrigued. Um, so, so do we talk, do we talk force projection here? Is that how we wrap this thing up? I mean, that was probably the coolest thing that Luke did in the movie. That's something we had, hadn't seen before, right? Yeah, let's go in there. So, all right, so so we're back to uh, crate. I'm, I'm, if you didn't notice, the salt never moved when his feet when he was standing on the. Uh, it, they kept that focusing it, on that. It did. True. Indeed. That it's it true. did. That was that was clever. That was yeah, clever. I like going back. Like that was something the first time I didn't really pay attention to. But then the second you like focus on the fact that they show Adam Driver uh, sliding across salt. They show Luke just standing there. So. I you, you see where the uh, the the tie-ins are, and then the quote-unquote dice that are uh, the hanging from the the mirror of the Millennium Falcon those disappear um, after after he goes away, right? Yeah. So I I you know I I really like that. I was kind of hoping they weren't going that route of him being the um, uh, I guess a hologram. Because mainly I was, I, I kind of figured when it was happening that he was just off in the off in the distance because he had actually flown there. Because they did show his X-wing um, earlier on in the film, so I was like, oh, they're he's gonna pull it up, you know, yeah, a la, a la episode or uh, um, Empire Strikes Back, and he's gonna fly back and he's gonna do all this fun stuff. But then it's all gonna be, you know, for naught because he's actually just a projection or a hologram using the same technology they've already shown in the past. So I was like, all right, well that that would be kind of cool, but. The fact that it was the Force and he was originally and he was still on the planet, I was, I was actually I was happy with that. What y'all? And it also. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it also explained like you guys were talking about the the salt not moving, which I didn't notice on the first watching, but I definitely you know after I read that, I was like, oh yeah, they they no. it didn't happen, so I thought that was yeah. cool. But um, when I was watching, I did notice that for some reason he looked younger and his hair was brown. So I was very was confused shorter. by that. It was short. Yeah, yeah, it was the same beard. Same projection from how he looked whenever Ben Solo. When he was younger. Yeah. yeah. Ben yeah. Solo last remembered him. Yeah. Exactly. But at the time watching it, I was like, why? Would... And then you get the reveal and you're like, oh, okay. Because at first I thought it was just a really bad movie. Um, <laughs> well, I just like, thought oh, he just Mark, got a haircut. Mark I was Campbell, like, Mark Hamill wants to look younger. So we're going to make him look younger in this scene. And I was like, oh, this explains it. So I thought that was cool. Though I, I don't really understand that premise because why would Kylo not expect him to look older? Like, it's not like he's too young to understand that people age. So I'm not sure how that's a favor for a 30-year-old man, but whatever. So so my, <laughs> so my take on that, so Matt, I think this was it. I, I was taking the whole, um, and I think it's a, it's a trope in a lot of movies where, like, you have this whole change in your mentality. You get a haircut kind of thing. That's how I took it, that he was like, oh, now I'm... Now I'm the, you know, I've come to terms with my issue. I'm going to change my haircut, and now I'm going to go, you know, fulfill my destiny. And I was like, all that, right, this makes that's sense. That's what I thought too, Dave. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you because that's like in every movie <laughs> yeah. where they meet the, the old disheveled person and, oh, you're such a broken down version of yourself. And then they, get you know, get clean shaven and, exactly. and get it, you know, <laughs> and they come back like, oh, wow, he's back. So that's kind of what I thought. That's what yeah, I, I mean, I thought of it as like a residual self-image from The Matrix. I'm like, oh, I'd look like Keanu Reeves if I had to go into The Matrix, <laughs> whatever. I, it was it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting way. And I don't know if it, it hits you guys, but when... When he uh, he goes up to go challenge 
Kylo before he gets out of the, the spacecraft when he walks up and they all shoot at him. The very first shot, it literally looks like he explodes into a pile of blood and, and yes, guts. Yes. And then I realize I'm like, oh, that's the dirt. It, it completely <laughs> it completely looked like they vaporized him. I'm like, wow, this movie got real dark real quick. I was like, well, that was kind of an abrupt end for uh, Luke. That was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he exploded into a, a cloud of blood. I was just I was very, very shocked. Luckily, it was immediately after you get you get it. But it's quite the Obi-Wan, right? <laughs> I, yeah i mean that's that's exactly what i kept thinking it's like hey let's just recycle what works basically yeah yeah but all right so you know after they reveal it obviously that he's actually originally back on the and i'm blanking on the name of the game octo or otto yeah the planet there you go octo He's, you know, he's weakened. He's done something that we never thought he could. Um, now, I do want to say we did miss a, we didn't really talk on a particular scene that we completely avoided, which was the Yoda scene, who made a, a phenomenal guest appearance. Um, wouldn't say I avoided it. Just so much else to talk about. <laughs> but I, I loved it. I actually loved the Yoda scene just because they actually brought back the old puppet. The Frank Oz puppet. That's yes. what I said. I said, I was as soon like, as he popped up on screen, I said, this is not CGI. This I is was the like, puppet. That is that is what they needed to do. It was like old school Yoda. I loved it. I really appreciated it. I thought it was like watching, it was like watching um, Empire Strikes Back again. Just like watching their their interaction of how he was basically just like slapping Luke around, like you're being an idiot, like popping up <laughs> with the, the cane. And I was like, this is this is this was a great scene. I, I I thought that whole scene was just phenomenal. And you know, he was still teaching, and I'm surprised that. He never went back to the uh, the force in that point, so that was a little disappointing on Luke's part, where he just kind of cut himself off. But um, did y'all did y'all enjoy the Yoda scene? Was that was that pleasurable for y'all, or was it just a nice little nod in your head? Enjoyed, I did. All right. I feel like agreed. Okay, I just felt like Sean was kind of kind of shitting <laughs> no, on it a little bit. No, I mean I I didn't shit on it at all. I thought that I thought that the idea in theory was cool, but like I I, I still think it's kind of didn't really add anything. I mean, really? Yeah. They they burned the tree down. I mean, I'd, like they could have done not had that, and we, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't have changed the outcome, right? Well, I mean, uh, his... Luke's Luke needed to realize that. Yeah. If Luke was doing it just out of his original motivations, it wouldn't have had the impact of Yoda's. Like, well, you you should do it, but not for the reasons you were originally planning on doing it. But it was, okay. it, it was, I mean, Yoda was teaching him one, one more lesson. I mean, he basically converted him back to what he needed to do because, you know, that little conversation kicked him to actually do the, 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 this, what we pushed to the, the next scene where he's kind of projecting to it. Cause yeah. otherwise he would just burned it all down and he would have not given a shit. Exactly. I think the biggest weakness is, I mean, Hayden Christensen is still alive. They could have had him come back and do it and not follow oh, Yoda. Dude, but, uh, I was, oh I was so anticipating that, like it was going to be. <laughs> Hayden Christensen and Yoda pop up, and I was gonna be like, uh, or just even not things. even just Hayden Christensen and, and and Yoda. I mean, even if it would have been Ewan McGregor and Yoda, I would have been fine. Been ten times better. The only reason they couldn't have done that, or I, you know, I, I can't even joke about that, is that they didn't they didn't update the original trilogy to have um, Ewan McGregor replace Alec Guinness. So, oh, that's true. It wouldn't have been yep. in keeping. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Son of a bee. He'll be back one day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've done it to where we've actually, you know, projected, uh, you know, some, you know, who was it? Tupac had a concert 
Um, already, so why couldn't we do that with Halle Guinness? I mean, that would have been... would have been in space. I would have been perfectly okay with that. I mean, hell, we rebuilt uh, everybody else, so why not? I would have been okay with Tupac in Star Wars, too. That would have been pretty sweet. Supposedly, he was uh, in the running for um, Mace Windu. He auditioned really? for Mace Windu, apparently. When? That was like before... Supposedly. I don't when, know. Lord, when? When's going to be my time? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Tupac died in like 92. Yeah, uh, uh, 97. I don't, I don't know. I Hang on. 90- yeah, no, it was definitely later, but still. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, he, apparently, supposedly, according to Rolling Stone, he auditioned for it before his, uh, before his death. So crazy. Interesting. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I saw that as a report, and then I just Googled it, and Rolling Stone literally was the first article. So I think we can trust Rolling Stone. I don't no, know. No, that's fine. Chris Farley recorded some of the lines for Shrek before. Yeah. Um... And they rewrote the entire movie at that point. After him. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, all right. So back to, to Luke uh, being the, you know, we'll call it the force projection, you know. And then, um, unfortunately, this is, this kind of is the end for uh, for Luke after all the stuff he did. Um how did y'all feel about his death? What was y'all's, y'all's initial feelings on it? Was this a proper death for him? Was it just kind of abrupt and made no sense? What? I mean, he got to a point where he, he basically did the same thing that Obi-Wan did to, to stay with his apprentice forever. He you know, he gives himself up, I guess, essentially, which, which is what I felt like he did there. Is that fair? I think I think so. I, I the, At first I read it as he just gave himself up to the force but to your point he makes a comment during the movie around you know if you strike me down in anger i'll be with you forever so i think i think it's somewhere in between so so the way i looked at it it was that there was the way um the way luke has been portrayed in this entire series was that he was the you know the new the new great jedi and he's everybody's who everybody remembers as the jedi you know what i mean He's supposedly the greatest Jedi of all time or some BS like that, but who can actually kill Luke? And I was, and I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, re- in reality, Luke's really the only one that could, in, in fact, kill himself. And that's really the only way it could happen. He could, he would just naturally, you know, die of old age or something like that. No, no one could actually kill Luke because then that would make them the greatest one of all time. And I think that would kind of kill his, uh, his legacy in a way. So I, I liked how they kind of ended it. He was just kind of like, I did my last little thing. I'm tired. I'm just gonna. He he kind of went out like Yoda. So, I was I was happy with it. I, I was happy. With it. I was fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have any concerns about how Luke would die or if Luke's somebody could kill Luke. Obviously, if Kylo had killed Luke, that would call into you know question bigger problems. But um, with the fact that there's only Ray and some broom kid, but I, I didn't really. It was never like Luke was held up in such. I guess not, not obviously high regard, but it wasn't like he was so all powerful that there can never be somebody greater. Right. There's, I mean, there's no reason somebody can't be greater later on, or he just gets old and, and, and then somebody's, somebody's in their prime. Well, no, somebody in their prime could take out somebody older. Right. I mean, whatever. But, um, the, the way it worked out was, 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 was perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I do, I do have to say when the first time I watched it, I was, I was bummed. He was dead. So I actually didn't like it just for the fact that I like Luke and I didn't want him to be gone. But in general, I think it was the right thing to do. So, so I guess really like, I guess at the end of this film, I mean, where do y'all think it's going to go? I think this is kind of like a, I think we're at a point where we can kind of slowly tie this up. But, 
you know, going forward, I know we've thrown out some theories here and there and whatnot, but where do y'all think the series is going to go? Do y'all think it's going to, JJ's going to basically Star Trek it or kind of continue with the way uh, Ryan Johnson has gone with this? I kind of think it's, they're going to, I mean, I don't want to say scrap, but it's, you, you know. think he's going to Star Trek it? <laughs> no, I just feel like he might bring back a couple of characters. Maybe not go full on. Like, I still think like Phasma's not done. Um, I think they'll find a way to tie in some of their conce- or uh, some of their uh, not cons- not uh, what's the word? They're they're gonna try to you know bring back some of the things that tie it in. Uh, I'm trying to find one example other than the fact that Captain Phasma is gonna come back, but uh, you know I'm sure Luke's gonna be a Force ghost. So oh yeah, he'll, that's, he'll that's be similar a, to Yoda. Yeah, that's, that's um, happening. I don't know how they're going to work the Carrie Fisher thing. That's that's still out there. Uh, I mean, I guess clearly now we're going in the direction that uh, Kylo Ren is the guy. Like he's the he's the villain. Is he going to be one of the all time most powerful villains in a Star Wars franchise? haven't bought it yet but we'll see i mean i i, I you know I, I have faith that they'll put together a decent movie because that's not hard to do for them decent being the operative word there that's all i got <laughs> i can't enough. think of any other way to save it fair enough peter so personally what i hope they do is for episode nine they don't do the immediately following here's the story i hope they actually do a bit of a break like they did with the original series where I don't know, maybe it's five or ten years away, mm-hmm. just to give time for this to develop. And, and part of the reason is, like we talked about before, there really isn't a rebel f- or what, what are they? The resistance, right? Resistance. I think they're, I think they're uh, yeah. going back to the rebellion. So <laughs> Whatever it is, now there's only 11 of them. There's not enough of them to really make... Uh, there's not much, much of them to make a force, so I feel like yeah, you need to it's... give them time to rebuild. Um Plus, I, I, I just think it allows them a lot more room and, and flexibility if you give it time because, you know, if you have to immediately follow the story, you end up with another plot where they're chasing them through space again, right? Because you just, you can't give separation between the stories. So I hope they do that. And the other thing that I'm, I'm hoping they do is Kylo Ren becomes a legitimate bad guy that ends up getting, getting killed. Right. So rather than them trying to go redeem him, I think he's past that redemption phase. I think it's it's to your point. I think you mentioned earlier, Dave, he's the final Skywalker and the Skywalker saga. We have to end Kylo Ren and then a new kind of group can go on. So that's what that's what I think would would work out. And, And honestly, otherwise, I'm just hoping that Abrams writes a great story and doesn't try to reset everything, because I just think that'd be a total disaster. We shall see. Yeah, Matt, anything? Um, I, not not too much in terms of expectations for episode nine. If if Finn's going to stay in it, I, I hope they actually have him do something useful. Um, if they want Poe to get court court martialed for being a douche, that's fine too. Um, or next time, just tell him the plan so he doesn't do something court martially. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not sure where they're going to go. With, I mean. Obviously, the resistance is gonna. As Peter mentioned, I, I don't think we we need to see a, a 
an apology from the outer rim planets that are going to come and join the resistance. <laughs> They're obviously going to. So we probably, you know, we probably need to jump uh, a bit ahead in time to have them actually have friends again. Maybe they'll have a little potluck and remember why they love each other and hate the the new order. Um, <laughs> but, but but yeah, so swipe right my, a lot. Yeah, lot, lots of lots, lots of swipe riding. Right swiping. I'm glad you know what direction to swipe now. Um, <laughs> I actually guessed. Though, I, I though hopefully your right. wife doesn't find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, there's, there's lots to do. As you kind of mentioned, Peter, they kind of wrapped this one up. Not nicely. They either wrapped things up or they kind of just ignored them completely or just said, fuck you, fans. But either way, there's a lot of plots that don't matter anymore. And so there's really only two, Kylo becoming evil or not which he is all but guaranteed to and whatever everybody's going to do to kind of stop him from being evil and so beyond that there's lots to do and hopefully they just don't do something boring and shitty so but we i think we can all agree that kylo ren was a massive improvement improvement over the last one. i mean the, agreed I, I read something somebody called out that the, the best kylo ren is the conflicted kylo ren and they did a great job with that. I still don't understand why women are so in love with uh, Adam Driver. Um, him without a shirt didn't hurt that, but I still don't understand <laughs> it. But, you know, from an actor perspective, he is, a, he is a great actor. And, um, Juilliard educated. He's fancy. Uh, is it Juilliard? I know he was in yeah. the Marines. Um, yeah, I think he went to Juilliard too. Yeah, don't yeah. quote me on that part. I just, I feel like he I did never quote you, so that's fine. But, <laughs> I will say that's probably why you're wrong most of the time. But anyway, buzzing. Was it was a good it was a good burn, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, just a, mu- a much better take um, on it this time. They got the emo um, helmet smashing out really early on, which was good. Whereas in the Force Awakens, the tantrum with the lightsaber on the panel was a little bit later in the movie. So he got to build and have that growth with Rey. And so there, there was a, the conflicted Kylo Ren was a great Kylo Ren, and I really liked it. So there's lots lots of positive um, places they can take his character, even if it's to a negative, evil place. Um, Rey can do a lot better, I think, and Finn, can, Finn and Poe can hopefully do useful things as well. <laughs> All right. Davey? Well, I'll, I'll say... I I kind of agree. I'm on kind of the same page as Matt on this one, but I I think we all kind of agree that we could have definitely done perfectly okay without the Finn um, Rose storyline. I think Finn just hanging out in the back to tank the whole movie been perfectly fine. I would have it would have been a nice little throwback to uh, Han Solo in the in the Carbonite, so we, we would have, we would have called it there. Everybody would have been happy. Um, I, I was not. I was not happy with the way they went with Poe just because, and I think everybody agrees, like, it was, why did why why would you lie to him? Like, there was no need for it, and it just created unnecessary plot lines. So, let's hope that is. I hope, going forward, Hux does not keep going down this line of, like, just straight punching bag. He, I think he's going to be the continued, like, uh, continued, I don't know, antagonist towards... Uh, even though I, I don't think that Kylo Ren is a protagonist, I, I think that, that 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 just adds another relationship to the uh, storyline. Like my thing is, is so how you know the the problem is with the way he acts. Like how did he become a general? Like that's that's he's like a little he, he's literally a punching bag. So I, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm just gonna say maybe they just did it for com- comedic relief. They needed somebody else to do it too. So 
they they put too much of it on on Kylo in terms of like his his tantrums, and Hux was more of the the serious one. Now they've kind of flip flopped him. I don't know. Maybe we'll get something different in the next one. Let's just hope. Um, was not the biggest fan of him in this one, to be honest with you. But you know everything else, it was it was a good movie. I I think this is one that you need to go see it because it is a Star Wars movie. And like we've all kind of talked, like maybe this is just a little stepping stone to the the um, the ninth one where it's this great great little uh, film that just ties it all together. And that's kind of where my hopes lie. And I'm hoping they're gonna go, they're gonna have some just secrets that they they kind of did in the other ones where it's like tricks here and there. So I don't know. That's that's kind of my hope. I, I still say go see it. I think everybody's kind of on the same page as me on that one. It's not a don't go see it. It's just don't have your highest of hopes. I guess would be the best way to put it. Would y'all disagree? Agreed. Fair I enough. think yeah. I definitely reading into the uh, the media ruins a little bit, which is why I think I enjoyed the second time better than the first because of the fact that I didn't. Your expectations I tried not to, were low. Yeah, at that point, I tried so. to lower them a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but and, uh, yeah. And, and like me going into it, I was excited about it. I didn't, I didn't read anything other than the fact that it was doing well, and it, it I didn't come out of it mind blown. But I, I, I you know, it was one of those ones where you, it, it was a good one to enjoy. So she, go see oh, it. She, go ahead. she did. She did save the Jedi tech, so it's not over. What do you mean? In uh, that the end of the movie, like. Uh, when they like open that drawer, she's got all the books in there, the, the Jedi book. So did I, even though did I miss this? No, no. I, I think yeah. Did you guys not? Did you guys see I, that? I didn't catch that, but I just thought there were uh, yeah like Daniel Steele novels. <laughs> oh yeah, in the in the very end of the movie, uh, Finn is lo- looking in a drawer for something, and in the drawer is the books from the the Jedi Temple. I completely missed that. I thought that was just blankets. Yep. I was just like, that's some crazy uh, designs on those blankets. So that's kind of funny. And then so I definitely, I definitely missed it too, Dave. You're not alone. Okay. I yeah, so they didn't. Second I mean, that's one of those okay. ones. They tried to sneak so it, it in there. What, what is that? Yeah, it's definitely something that it's probably made for. I don't know if you guys caught it on the first time, but I get that you definitely see it on repeated watchings. But doesn't that then just kind of piss on the entire? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, piss on Yoda's teachings yep. and. <laughs> I, well, I guess or, I don't understand what or that maybe, whole point is. Maybe Yoda was playing a trick on Luke and was like, "It don't matter because the books ain't there no more, sucker." <laughs> I, I think it's it, it could be a positive in that you know in, in the next episode she's gonna figure out back. how to channel Luke, so Luke's still part of the sh- of the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what well, it is. Like so, so what's funny is is and when you you think about what Yoda's line was, uh, which was. Um, uh, what's what's in those books that she already doesn't she doesn't already know or knowledge she doesn't already possess? I was like, ah, see now you're saying that I'm like, ah, from a matter of perspective, which they always bring back in the old ones. The, you know, Gotta figure out how to make a lightsaber. Well, well, but but from I a mean, matter of perspective, he was not wrong. She she has the knowledge in her possession, so I like that. That if now that you're <laughs> oh, saying touche. that, I was oh, Dave, I, way I, to come strong at the end there. I, uh, I, I like see now y'all brought that up. I, I like that. So that was that was a nice little, little throwback. So we'll see how that turns out when when Ghost Luke and Ghost Yuda Ghost Yuda Ghost Yuda are uh, Yoshi. Good old God, Yoshi. Damn it, I keep saying it again. Ghost Yoda, Yoda and Ghost Luke are uh, are arguing, and Luke's just like, "What the shit, Yoda?" 
I thought you said I like burned the, him down. He goes, ah, from a matter of perspective, boom. It's going to be like the Muppets. With <laughs> or without the books, though, can can I – so we, I think we all kind of acknowledge that she was super powerful in The Force Awakens, and we don't really know why, and that's that's fine. It is what it is. Um, but the teaching for her from Luke was – there wasn't really any lessons. There wasn't really any teaching. So she just – has this not just the power, not just the force power, but the knowledge and the skill. She's um, badass for for no apparent reason, which you know is is fine if that's what it is. But it's definitely something we haven't seen before, yes. um, and there hasn't really been any acknowledgement of it, of it either. And they kind of tried to pass it off as though she was taught enough by Luke, but we still don't really kind of even see the level of teaching that Luke got from Yoda. That's what I was going to say. And so Dagobah, really, so it's, yeah, you don't really know the timeline. They don't really so necessarily show it. So I agree. Well, she, it, she still only taught her three lessons, but really only two anyway. So fair it, it, it's fine. Uh, it's, she can be powerful. It's just don't pretend like she taught what she was taught everything. Yeah. No, I mean. Too, too little time. Only a week and a half. Well, apparently it's easy to become a Jedi if you if you base it on that. Because Luke became a Jedi after like a week and a half of training. So. Well, I mean, it, it kind of goes That's to. That's actually a good point, Dave. There was, there was a timeline problem there, too. Yeah, so it's okay. So. Sorry, Peter. Go. No, I was going to say it kind of goes to what I was saying when we first started the podcast around. For me, there's some of the the lore around Jedi that they just completely gloss over. And to me, I think that I I don't want Metachlorians and I don't want all that bullshit. (laughs) But I I would I would have liked to see a little bit more around why is she so strong and does she have some can she maybe use that in some of her like she doesn't use any of it in any of the fights or any of the battles. So, um, I, I, so to, to comment on that, I think I think uh, Snoke actually commented on that, and basically what he said was that. Um, so Ben had that. So Ben Solo had that straight up, you know, raw power. Right. That was the only time he ever saw it. And Snoke base or Snoke basically goes, "Well, you know, I told you when you when you harnessed your power and you became more powerful, your counterbalance on the light side would become more powerful." So I think he was basically say, stating that, like Ben Solo or Kylo Ren was actually creating how powerful um, Ray was becoming because he was training himself and becoming more powerful. She was just in turn because she's the counterbalance to him. Well, that, I t- that I took sense? that. Well, I took that to mean that what he was trying to tell Ben or Kylo is that if if you become powerful on the dark side, the light side of you is also going to become powerful, which is why you're so torn. I thought that's what he was trying to tell him. Hey, but but it could know. be your it could be your meaning. I, I don't know. I was taking it to mean that you know the stronger you get in one side the other competing side in you is also going to get strong which is why you need to be so focused otherwise you're going to be a complete mess he he was very much like a natalie and bruglia song <laughs> <laughs> I, so peter that's actually tra- i didn't i did not think take it like that so i'm i'm i might actually see if i can read up on anything if anybody had that same interpretation cuz i really haven't dived into that that much so i'm intrigued to see that what, what matt uh, Sean, do y'all have any thoughts on that how did y'all take it I mean, I definitely didn't go that that direction for sure. Um, I didn't. Yeah, not really, to be fair. <laughs> so uh, I might I be spacing I. out on which exact reference this is coming to. So I don't know if I have an opinion on whether it means that Ray is going to get more powerful or that his light side is going to get more powerful and he's going to be conflicted. Um, 
Yeah, no idea. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think so. So the way I think it just it really all ties to like like uh, our Fast and the Furious movies are all about family. This movie was all about <laughs> balance. So I, I think that was the whole thing. That was the theme of this one was that whole balance. So that's why balance I, and burning shit so, down to the ground. So Damn I thought this movie was about how hope was a great military strategy, and all you need is hope. Um, All except, you need is love. Except the franchise didn't end well, after when the you first have, one. So. When you have 17 people, how much hope can you actually go for when you have... Wasn't that, wasn't that Leia's like, get motivated speech, right? Wasn't that a motivational thing? Hope. Like, all you need is hope or something like that? No, I, I think I think the next movie is just going to be National Lampoon's Space <laughs> no, Vacation. Get out of here. <laughs> that's a... You guys are being a little excessive on that. No, <laughs> they're this, just they're... this. This movie is just gonna bring bring back somebody who you know we have no idea. It's gonna be tied to Ray. It's gonna end up being like the uh, oh yeah, remember the Jawas from A New Hope? Oh yeah, Ray Ray grew up with the Jawas. I was just gonna uh, say she was a Jabba's Jabba's daughter. Uh, <laughs> She's actually the offspring of uh, Leia and uh, Jabba. So I don't think y'all y'all realize this. <laughs> Slave there, was some, there was some there was some shit that went down that nobody really wanted to talk about and that's why leia was like okay we, we we're gonna push her off to the side hey, we're gonna leave her on this star like the star like pit that job of the hood or uh, Bob, <laughs> boba fett fell into she's actually the, the prodigy of boba fett and the star like pit <laughs> she, she got I mean, the he, good he, genes out of that one i mean boba had to do something while being digested for a thousand years he might as well uh <laughs> <laughs> he had sex with every he had sex with it just to what was that the and, uh, the Rick and Morty episode where he just had sex with everything you eat? And, it and this is this is why we're not in the writers' room for this. Star is Wars. very so much because this could go very badly. All I right, can't imagine well. even doing it. So, all right, I think that's going to do us for this evening on this it one. It sure is. I think we have thoroughly uh, discussed this film. Um, I I think we're all just in hopes that Nine's going to tie it all together because this is maybe this maybe this will be a great little you know middle movie so we'll, we'll see maybe like like we'll i see. said the movie itself as a, as a whole is not terrible it's like a, you know I, i'd give it like a, a solid you know c yeah you know, it's, it's like a it's c like a plus seven. c minus it, it, yeah it's like a it, six and a half seven i would I, give it yeah, yeah i'd give it a b i uh, c c minus was a or a c was aggressive I, i'd say b b minus around there you it know. was it was entertaining i wasn't going into this thinking i was going to be changed in my life now now however there have been some great philosophical things that have been brought from it. So maybe maybe we'll pull more when we see it more. So I may go see it again just to kind of see if I discover anything new about it. But um, Was it philosophical? Anyways. Um, balance. Probably not. <laughs> balance. I, I, I'd, I'd probably give it a, a 6 out of 10 on a good day. Oh, so you're uh, damn near, yeah, okay. No, but I mean that's an average movie. No, no, that, that's, that's a, yeah, that's I'm a not movie I'd watch again. You're, so not, you're slightly above the – you're slightly Matt, above the Matt is not going to pay uh, to go see it in like IMAX 3D and in all these different formats. He'll maybe use his movie pass to go see it again. I mean, I would see Justice League again before I saw this again. Really? Um, wow. 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 I think yeah, we should end like... it on that because I don't even want to dive into this because this could be another hour of discussion. Damn. Okay. Wow. But yeah. Um, wow. But I, mean, I still think people should see it. I think it's. The the problem is it should be it, for the property just like for Justice League right these properties are kind of held to a higher standard, um, so they should do better work and the Justice League better damn okay. I didn't Matt. say they succeeded I just I would <laughs> I, I would rewatch it before this 
that, I, I yeah, will, I'm just shocked. I will say, that. man, you can you can find the YouTube clip of the opening scene to Justice League. I'm going to send it to you, and it's going to change oh. your mind. So, so okay. So two two things. <laughs> Visually, obviously, the Last Jedi was beautiful. There were some really great scenes. Um, Justice League didn't have that. So Justice League had the Justice League had the Flash, which was at least entertaining, even if he didn't always hit on the jokes. At least Gal Gadot fan. So so Justice League had a had a more concise plot line. That definitely a big Gal Gadot fan. Um, yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. It's cool. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't think Justice League um, had too many PSAs in it, so I definitely appreciated that. <laughs> Although we keep, Anyways, we keep we don't knocking wanna... P- we keep knocking PSAs. There were some great PSAs in Spider-Man: Homecoming, but I digress. Mm. Nice. I think that guy's a war criminal, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Still one of my favorite Han- lines. Hannibal um, Barres is so great. All right, so I think I think that's gonna do it for us tonight, boys. Um, so I don't know what we're gonna do next week uh, with Christmas kind of popping up. So I think uh, we're, there's a lot of movies coming out. So I know Bright is one of the ones that we're looking at. Um, that is the Netflix uh, film the with uh, with Will Smith, and I'm getting a little excited about that. Uh, I know Matt was 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 really interested in it. Uh, so maybe we'll maybe we'll look into that. But there are what uh, downsizing and a couple others. Don't uh, forget uh, Darkest Hour is wide release this week uh, too. Darkest Hour, okay. So you know we we've got a bunch of options coming up. So we'll uh, we'll get we'll get Sean to tweet it once we figure it out because uh, you know Christmas is coming. So maybe we'll see a bunch and do a real long episode, uh, kind of reviewing what we went through. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody, and uh, as always, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Potent Pictures. Uh, Email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Check out our WordPress uh, website. It's potentpictures.wordpress.com. And on Facebook, just search Potent Pictures and, and you'll find us. So uh, I think that'll do it for us. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>